0: Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a gas concoction of delight.
1: And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, Andy G. Welcome to this episode of the show where tonight we're going to be talking about my film pick of the week, Monkey Shines, from 1988 and directed by the late, great George A. Romero. But of course I'm joined by my cohorts in horror. First off, the bold and beautiful, the Gorky Keith.
2: Well, you know what? I don't have any special introductions for tonight because tonight tonight is all about the monkey. It's all about the monkey and his quadruple yes, buddy. Okay? So, my buddy and me, the monkey and his friend. So, you know what? Welcome to Talking Terror everybody. But really really the man of the hour is coming up next.
1: He certainly is because it is his origin story. It went from being a little cute Capuchin monkey to becoming a horror host. So it's a full a circle monkey. we get with the man monkey. Ooh, and he changed sexes too. That's sexy. Now we could just do that on a whim. But of course, we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. And we are joined by that particular man monkey himself. Get funky with it. Get shiny with it, monkey.
3: Yes, King, we're getting funky with the monkeys on this week's episode of Talking Terror. Yes, we're getting funky, we're getting nasty, we're getting like jungle love over here, you know.
0: Oh oh, we oh, we oh.
3: Hello, what's the know ya know ya? Yes Oh, we're gonna be doing all this week's episode. But you know but you know what time it is, right fans? It's talking terror time, baby. As always, we've brought some cast you live from 9 to 11 on the East of Standard Coast, but it really don't matter because you can always catch all of our past episodes on Blog Talk, iTunes, and Spotify. And just make sure you remember to give your favorite horror podcast and all the lad talking terror a <laughs> like and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram,
0: baby! What's up, our family?
1: <laughs> it's his show tonight, so he could be as excited as he wants. I'm proud of you. That was a great one. You know, enjoy that uh, high-strung intro, because he's the monkey, but love him. So, thank you for bringing the heat, talking about everything we got to talk about later on in the show. And, of course, we are joined Don't by the it, very Monique. astute, the very educated. You brought it! <laughs> and here we go with the very educated, very astute, very opinionated demonic dean himself. Long live the queen. The very,
4: Long the very educated, the very opinionated, the uh, very astute demonic dean himself. Yes. Fiona. Fiona!
0: Yeah! Give it up! Fiona! Put up them titties for him. Long <laughs> as he reigns.
1: God save the Dean! <laughs>
0: Never gonna get old. Her. Never gonna get He just up.
2: won't admit it. He loves her. He was hurt. He was truly hurt by her departure, and that is really why he lashed out in anger.
0: <laughs> that, that's he why he was the highest.
3: That, that's why he was the highest bidder on that gold-plated we.
1: But he's not gonna admit that.
0: <laughs>
1: no, because he'll take it outside and just break it. Like, that's what I think about the queen yeah. motherfucker. Take that we <laughs> golden piece of shit. Okay, Sir <laughs> Demonic Dean. He has been knighted. Good evening. Uh, you just out the- uh, Yes. How, yes, of course.
4: How uh, are we ready for our programming this evening? I'm sure, uh, Mon- uh, King, that you're that you're very excited for this evening's program.
1: I am. I'm very excited to talk about a Romero film, as always. Uh, you know, and I think we are already. I, I was talking before the show with the boys, uh, and I want to give it to the ghoul first because he got a chance to check out Clark's Three in the theater. I wanted to get his thoughts on it before we get into a little bit of She-Hulk action, and then we're going to go to the news desk for some horror news. So the floor is yours, ghoul. Yeah. How'd you feel about your convenience trip? Oh, uh,
2: listen, man, you know, uh, you, you all know. My feelings, thoughts, history with uh, with the man, the myth, the legend that is that is the Kevin Smith um, from she from the beginnings uh, of watching the very original Clerks, you know, with uh, with with my, with my buddy Jay at his house, uh, you know, a, a film completely unbeknownst to me at the time, you know, this is this is shortly after its release. Uh, hey. Dude, check to check this movie out. I think you're gonna like it. And, and, and fighting this 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 genius of comedy, you know, what what seem to be this this super intelligent man like speaking to us through these these convenience store clerks, uh, you know, and, and onward through through surges of feelings for different movies watching rats the first time and hating it and being like well this movie sucks because <laughs> it isn't as good as clerks you know and then and then catching it again at another time under the right state of mind and being like this movie's
0: fucking genius um you know <laughs> it, it,
2: it chasing amy dogwell you you name it even his bad stuff is 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 good enough for me uh except for cop out he he knows how we feel about that oh yeah.
0: yeah um no way. <laughs> you
2: know, it's uh, so, so to to come back to Clerks uh, for, for Clerks 3, to take that trip to the convenience store one more time, to come back to New Jersey. Thank you, Kevin, for bringing it to Jersey, baby. This is where yes. it fucking belongs. This is where it's born. I am so happy you're back in town. Um, it, it was a great ride. It really was. There was, uh, there was some emotions involved, cheering up at certain points uh, some, some of those emotional moments hit really strong uh, is it his magnum opus is the greatest movie ever no no I still think his best movie is Chasing Amy you know I still think mm-hmm. his smartest film is Dogma and I still think his most important film is the original Clerks um, but Clerks 3 does a great job of showing you where Kevin came from while showing you where Kevin is now. And, and I did enjoy that very much. So, so as, as always, thank you, Mr. Smith, because, you know, you, you gave me another great ride. And it was better Wonderful than Reboot, experience,
1: than yes. <clears throat> Oh, ten times better than Reboot. And I agree with all your stances on his movies. Um, I think Clerks is his most important. Chasing Amy is probably his best. And Dogma, this is smartest of all his films. And just intelligent and just savvy and fun at the same time. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's get in the she-hole, because we have episodes five and six to kind of just banter about a little bit. So I'm going to give it to the monkey for this one, just to kick it uh, off. I just, about what he I'm going to
4: interrupt, oh, yes, go ahead, sorry. I'm gonna interrupt yep. right quick, because uh, just coming over the news desk uh, a few minutes ago, uh, you didn't talk about this before I logged on. Uh, just a, me- a, 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 a few short minutes ago, the report has come down that uh, Gangster pa- Paradise rapper Coolio has passed away.
1: Oh damn! Really? <laughs> wow, up for wow. Coolio. R.I.P.
4: Coolio. Damn. Holy shit! Jeez, rolling with the homies in
1: heaven now. Fifty-nine
4: years old. Fifty-nine years old.
1: Fifty-nine. So young. 59. Jeez. Wow. Yep. That's, yeah. Yeah. It appears I mean, the story, cool the yet.
4: story out right now is that uh the rapper was at a friend's house when he excused himself to go to the bathroom and never came out. After the friend went Ooh. to investigate, he discovered. Julio on the floor. Upon his discovery, paramedics were called and he was pronounced dead on the scene after a suspected cardiac arrest. The official cause of death is still pending. Fucking scary,
2: man. It's scary shit.
4: That's you know, it's like, terrible.
2: Like, I mean, you know, like, uh, again, to, to, to obviously bring up the, 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 the obvious with Kevin, you know, when he had his heart attack. Uh, that was a great, yeah. you know, for him, it was a huge wake-up call. Uh, my own cardiac issue coming up in 2019, you know, severely changed, you know, a lot about, you know, who I am and, and how I think about yeah. things. It, you know, kind of presented itself as like, hey, motherfucker, you are actually, believe it or not, you're a mortal asshole and uh yeah. And yeah you know so so has has it completely changed my diet uh no no you know what my doctor would probably <laughs> really fucking would have really enjoyed that part but uh but no i can't eat fucking uh plastic and and whatever the hell else the they say that foods. stuff is but that's yeah whatever 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 that heart healthy shit I, it's hard to find a fucking heart healthy fucking diet fucking thing man you know like I, I tried looking up online and shit like that i would have went out and bought all the fucking shit but you can't find anything that like literally puts it all together and then tells you what you can make with it. Uh, Like, I can go out and buy (laughs) all ingredients that are considered heart-healthy, but then I got to figure out what the fuck to do with them, you know what I mean? So most of them look like fucking dildos. I'll shove them up my butt. (laughs) Yeah, I know you can eat them, and if you put (laughs) them all together, you can turn them into a fucking meal. But you know what? You have always been the one with the culinary talent, Steve. You know, me, I can throw a couple of things in a pot every now and again or fry it with my main ingredient being love, so it's going to turn out tasting good no matter what, but it's not <laughs> going to be great, you know, and and that that's what sucks, because if I want to fucking eat stuff that's going to be healthy for me, it better damn well be fucking great.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't go right, full well, vegan, like Kevin
4: You keep spending most right. of your life living in a gangster's paradise, and, and that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, now he's uh, rolling with the homies in heaven now, so he could be with DMX at that table, you know, it's unfortunate, 59, way too young. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, let's
0: I'll be, I'll lighten
1: the
4: mood a little bit and go back to what we we're talking about. Time, with, uh, the last time I saw mm-hmm, Julio, yeah. uh on the internet uh, in, the, in the in the in the reels, uh, there's this couple, yeah. this dude and his wife, and uh, they make these short videos and like the dude goes up to his wife and like sit, makes some joke about like her weight or the size of her ass or something, and then he uh, then he turns his phone around, his video phone around, selfie style, and starts walking away in slow motion to the song Gangster's Paradise, and his wife who he hmm. insulted, like, takes off a shoe and, like, throws it and hits him in the head, and then it cuts away, so they started to get, like, a shit ton of views for this shit, and uh, they then actually had one where they had Coolio, like, show up in their house, uh, like, the real Coolio, because uh, they kept using the Gangster's Paradise song in their in their videos, and that was, like, a few months and then ago. then he her wife. Then he Probably. Just bangs the wife right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, would so, sorry. that would have been great. Sorry TikTok. to interrupt uh, with this. That's news. okay. Please, uh, that's, that's important The wake me when it's over.
1: We will. We'll wake you up on <laughs> September ends too. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yes, going back to what I was saying with the monkey, I uh, wanted to kick it off with you first about episodes five and six. What do you think about them? Uh, you know, and moving on forward, we're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done with this series.
2: Thank you, monkey. Your your input is fantastic. It's yeah. Great,
4: well, opinion. wise, fine, wise words. It was so yeah, great yeah, to hear you know what, your opinion, man? I
2: really monkey. like She Hulk. I think She Hulk's great. It's hysterical. It's funny, man. I like it. I like it. She's big. She's green. And man, I want to take her for a ride. You know. Sorry, Naomi. I know you. You know. I know you. You're my girl. You're my girl. I <laughs> want your butt. I want to see you go shake shake shakey, shimmy, shimmy. But no, nah, man. I want that green
0: ass. That big old green. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, you nailed yeah, it like <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you wake up? Sorry, didn't mean to wake you up Mark. No, I have a new phone I, didn't yeah, realize do, a, door, I, I have a
3: new phone I didn't realize it was muted Because um, I oh, don't well. have new headphones So I'm actually having to hold it up to my face And I accidentally hit the mute button somehow With my face So, so yay, well, new phones
1: <laughs> Real professional <laughs> But
3: anyway, so, Hey, at least I,
0: back, hey, at least I a show week. up
3: on time For the episodes <laughs> And hey, we all
0: do. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah,
3: go ahead. Yeah, I'm really, really sad that you're saying, you know, yeah, it's almost over because I, I really am enjoying it. And yeah, Gould nailed it Me with too. everything. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cinema. Ah, oh, yes.
3: <laughs> I will die there a happy man, but I, I, again, <laughs> I just. Gorilla press enjoy... your
0: mouth. Up and down up.
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> just start working gamma radiation all over the room.
2: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> that that's the other thing though. Like you know, it, it, if you sit there and make her come, is that like you know radioactive as well? Like you know her blood and shit. You know, can, can you fucking hold you can up to there? You know. <laughs> from, you know, swallowing mm. her, her shit when you make her come?
2: Well, I you mean, could? We could also well, look at that as the Hulk, you know what I mean? When the Hulk ejaculates, I mean, one, it'll probably blow a fucking hole through your head, but, you know, no, <laughs> is his jizz radioactive? You know? It
1: has to be. It has to be infused with gas. Atomic jizz! So, you
0: know, I mean, it's <laughs> going to kill
1: whoever he fucks anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> are just going to be torn in half. So, you know, probably the same thing with, with the she Hulk, even though her, her, well. uh, that's true. Very true. And of course, you know, Jennifer Walters, we see she, uh, you know, managed to survive her guy that she slept with. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, like, I'm glad that you're enjoying it so far, Monkey. Uh, what did you think about uh, Five and Six School?
0: Uh,
2: yeah, listen, I mean, the show has been, uh, it has been steady. You know, like I said, it, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's kept me entertained. Do I? I, I wish there maybe a little bit more action in it, but you know what? This is again, just like uh, just like Miss Marvel, was catering towards a specific demographic, and staying true mm-hmm. to those feelings. I feel the same thing with She-Hulk. You know what they said? Look, yeah. we are going to give you a sitcom. We are going to give you a female-centric comedy, and that is absolutely 100% what this is now this comedy every now and again has little bits of action in it why because she just so happens to also be a she-ho um <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah I, I I've been enjoying the action I've been enjoying the the, the comedy uh I, I find I find it to be a fun series and from everybody I talk to at work who all you know who who like the the, the Marvel stuff what they didn't like in other shows so far, they are enjoying She-Hulk. You know, they're they're all liking it, which is was interesting because we're all, you know, we're all mostly a bunch of fucking monosyllabic fucking guys. You know,
0: no. Buka buka buka
2: buka 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 you know, or maybe not so secretly, like in the monkey's case, where he's all like, "Yeah, you know, I, I don't like Bob chicks. I, I, I would bang her as Jennifer, not as She-Hulk." Mm, okay,
1: yeah, I would do both. I'm Want to have a little bit of both try and try them both out, like change during. That would be oh. nice. I, what are you t-
3: What are you talking China, about, man? She's half the age of China you. China was girl. not
2: attractive. China was no. not <laughs> attractive. I would bang no.
1: China. No, so. yep, I mean, yeah. Hey, was, oh my
2: God. Hey, listen. Like, you I, I seen, I saw what she had down there, bro. I you, oh yeah. no, it's, you.
1: it's like a little penis blown that out. Fucking quit her. But yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's terrible.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I will. Yeah, you know, her, I, yeah, her clit was as big as your, your fucking dick, King. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> well, some knows what
0: I got. Well, tw- tw-
1: Twelve inches of clit.
4: <laughs> That's what she yeah, had. No,
1: like, I would, but I would still go for it. I mean, look a little Xbox. He got it.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, she no, no,
1: there, she, she beat the fuck. She beat the fuck out of X Pac with her clip. What are you talking about? Oh, she did. Yeah, you no, know, I saw the video. He was
0: having a good time.
1: He was having fun. He wasn't complaining. Stuck it in her butt. <laughs> she did. He tried to do. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so I enjoy it is. just because of the uh, the fourth wall breaking. <laughs> I still enjoy. I enjoy the fact that the titles of the beginning change. <laughs> like uh, for episode five, it was uh, She Wolf oh, oh, by yeah. Titania.
0: Thank you. And then
1: this one, uh, episode six, was uh, Jen. Just Jen. Just Jen. Me at Because <laughs> <laughs> she was going to the wedding. You know, and it's, it's still it's a lot of fun, but also at the same time, I just kind of feel bad for Jennifer Walters. You know, she just wants to be herself. Like, she shows up at the wedding in that dress that got custom made. She's She-Hulk. And then Lou was like, yeah, you I can't know. do that. And I was like, come on. Like, she's having a good time. And now she has to wear this oversized dress. But I was like, that's the best that guy can do for her? Like he's a custom designer for superheroes, and the best he can do is just make a summer dress with like polka dots. Like I was like,
0: well, he's not that but, good. But,
1: yeah, okay, but that's, it, but it's that's
3: it's supposed to be showing up. You know, you're you're going to, you know, this is pregame for the wedding, so you're just supposed to wear, you know, nice winter clothes. I mean, nice summer clothes. But the thing is, I thought his sp- stuff was supposed to shape shift to her. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I thought that was the too. point of the designer. So. so. Yeah, you know, unless that was maybe the secret outfit that he had made for her.
0: It,
2: it I thought be. everything um, was supposed to be, every, I thought everything that he was going to make, just like you just form, said, I thought all of it would yeah. form fit, whether she was She-Hulk or whether she was Jen. Um, unless the idea yeah, I thought was, that was it's, unless the idea is that it's only made to form fit her to go from Jen to She-Hulk. With the idea of when everything's said and done, she's going to go home as She-Hulk and, you know, ultimately just take everything off anyway.
1: Yeah, that could be it, too. Um, I also like the fact that in Episode 6 they introduced Mr. Immortal, um, the leader of the <laughs> <Dark> Avengers. <laughs> He's
0: my favorite Straight part. out of
1: Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it was so great, you know, seeing him with his ex-wives and his ex-boyfriend, <laughs> you know, and just figuring out a way to come up with how to, everybody can be happy but I was like, "Holy shit, Mister Immortal! Like the leader of the Great Lakes Avengers! was Like that's a fucking call! Like, like nobody's gonna know who fucking Mister Immortal is unless you've read the comic." No, you know? and it was so great to see him represented, you know, in, in the like series. That's pulling out the um,
2: King and fucking Kite Man. You know what I mean? Like I love it. <laughs> LA, you know. We're like little things like that, man, you know, like the, those are the deep threads, you know. Again, like you said, fucking the Great Lakes Avengers, man. Like nobody mm-hmm. knows who the fucking Great Lakes Avengers are, you know? And I, I know Green an and we are gonna get Squirrel Girl. <laughs> she is gonna show up. I mean, she is Squirrel Girl really? okay. and she has been cosmic. She's fought Thanos before. I mean, it's uh Yeah, yeah, we will get that. But 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 yeah, that that that's that. Now, speaking of Marvel though, we did get a, a runtime on Wakanda Forever today. And okay. uh it's gonna clock in at two hours and forty one minutes. Um, uh, making it oh. the second longest oh. Marvel movie. Um so and you know, I'm I'm gonna guess this is gonna be an Avengers level event as it should be. It's the closing of this phase. Um so so yes. this will yep. finish off this, this particular phase. Uh there's a lot to unpack in this, you know, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of time dedicated you know, towards mourning, uh, you know, Chad Boseman and and, and T'Challa himself as a character. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to, to what they're bringing in this one.
1: Yeah, the trailers look fucking amazing. Uh, The fact that they're kind of making it kind of female-centric, I also like. I like that Marvel's taking that Mm -hmm. chance and kind of putting females first, you know, except for that show of No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. Like, I was like, yeah. It's a long-running time, but I can't wait for it. Like, I'm excited. I mean, we're going to get Submariner in this one. You know, a person of color playing the character. I'm excited for that, too. I was like, you know, this movie could be really good. It sure. could be really well done. So, hey, I, look to seeing how they handle I just
2: want to yeah. say, sorry to interrupt you, man. You know, this, this might be the night of interruptions. Yeah. This, this, just might be, this is what happens when you have fucking monkey shine as your fucking you know, movie. Uh, I just <laughs> want to say, congratulations to Aaron Judge, Hitting home run number sixty-one, 61 tying baby. Roger Maris's fucking record, baby.
4: Go New York Yankees. Sixty-one, baby. Yay. Sixty-one.
1: As a Red Sox fan, I don't care, but it's fine. Yep. Good yeah. job, Mr. Judge. Roger Maris almost died trying to get that record, and he just broke it. <laughs> That's okay. He has tied you know, it. Good on He's not him. It. Okay, tie, Could t- I have happened t- to a t- t- better
2: okay. player, so Judge. Judge is an actual, a great player, a great teammate, which, which just makes it something very very enjoyable and something worth celebrating.
0: So,
1: so But wasn't it an earned home said, run, or was it like a, a planned one? Like, was that an earned one? You know, because uh, Albert Pujols did the same thing with his record, and that was just right down the plate. So it's
2: like they almost gave it to him. They've been pitching around the guy for the last, like, five days. So, you know, I, I think they're, they're pretty much not trying to, to hand the man anything at all.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't want it. yeah. It's, you don't want it to be handed because that Albert Pujols home run, I was like, eh, it was kind of handed to him because it was right down the center. Like, how could he not hit a home run uh, when it was thrown to him like that? But, you know, good for him. You know, records are always good. You know, I prefer the Ric Flair record. May it never be broken. Look at you, John Cena. Don't even fucking try, dude. The stick movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but speaking of John Cena, then there's also the shit about he broke the
3: Guinness Book of World Records thing for the, you know, uh, again, like we said, you know, the most make-a-wish wishes granted. You know, I believe it was 600. Yeah, 650, man. Like, that's just fucking amazing.
1: (laughs) Dude, doesn't stop. I mean, I, yeah, we talked about it in the group chat. Like, that's fucking amazing that he did it and that he made all these kids' dreams come true I would just love to see Roman Reigns show up at one, they're like, where the fuck is John Cena? Who are you?
0: Acknowledge <laughs> me. Know
1: <laughs> I got fucking cancer. Fuck you. <laughs>
0: know. How you about know you
2: acknowledge his fucking though? cancer, asshole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is is John Cena basically, like, the? is he having, like, an A-train thing where, like, these kids are asking for, like, ridiculous wishes, and they're like, well, we can't give you that, Johnny, but... Here's John Cena. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. I, I don't think so. Because the pictures they show, all the kids are decked out in John Cena gear, and they seem really fucking happy to see him. So, I, you know, it would be great if there was a couple of kids that were like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, so I just, I just, they're, I just they're also Witzengger
2: dying of fucking horrible diseases. I think, you know, they're pretty much happy to have any moments of fucking life left <laughs> yeah. to them. And if somebody's going to give them some free fucking clothing along the way, that'll probably put a big smile on their face, too. You know, not to make <laughs> not to, not to light of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but it's like, okay, oh, it Johnny, yeah, I know you, you so. wanted yeah. Sylvester Stallone. I know you really wanted that wish to come true, but he couldn't show up. But instead, we got you, John Cena. Who? we you wanted
2: a helicopter ride to the Antarctic? You know
1: who you can't see? Sylvester Stallone because he didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> but we got John but, Cena instead.
3: Yeah, and while and yeah, while he's a douchebag use, in real life, you know. See him either. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, while he's a douchebag in the ring, it's like still though, you know, like when you watch his interviews and shit like that, you know, he is definitely committed to that shit and those kids and <laughs> no, trying to I help him them out, you know.
1: Yeah, no, you water. definitely can't help but like John Cena. I said you can't just help no, no. but like John Cena. Like when he does these interviews, like he just seems like a guy that you'd want to hang out with. He just seems like a really nice guy.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I, I've i never, ever not been vocal about my, my dislike of Cena as far as his in-ring personalities and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, as far as like, you know, the characterizations go and everything. Um, I also find his set to be kind of bland, and I, I never, you know, quote-unquote, got it, as far as the John Cena thing went. But, you know, I also have nothing but respect for the man's work ethic, you know, for what he always put 110% into the ring. He's always put 110% into the company. He seems to do that yeah. with everything that he looks to do. Um, so like as we see it with when he's in a role in a movie, uh, you know, taking, you know, look at Peacemaker, you know, here's a here's an easily thrown to the side type of part that John Cena takes and fucking runs away with and makes it hysterical. Um, you know, playing it to the <laughs> team. You know, I, there's there's that movie with the the two chicks. They throw the party. Uh, I forget, whatever sisters or some shit like that. Where he's the yeah, fucking their body. yeah, in the movie, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, fucking, up it's hysterical. He's just got a fucking backpack <laughs> full of like every single party fucking party favor on the face of this planet. But like some of his dialogue in that movie is just delivered so hysterically that it's like, wow, man, this guy, he's got something and you see what it is. Uh,
0: he's a great uh, actor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's good at well, that. Well, so he's a great actor, but, but he's he's good at what he does. I mean, I seen playing with does. fire, okay? And, uh, <laughs> so
0: we can. I have Did not, you watch so, playing no, with no, fire? I, okay. John Cena no, and no, he killed I, a mockingbird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
1: Judge, I think what we have yeah. here is, uh, wow, okay, no, he can't do that. <laughs> Let's just, you know, stick to the comedies. Like, the comedies I like that he does. I think he's a great uh, comedic actor. I haven't seen Playing the Fire, so, you know, so I don't, talking I don't know. I do about? know. <laughs> then there was that firefighter Cena, movie he a did. a yeah.
2: mockingbird. He's playing Boo Radley, bro. He's playing Boo
1: Radley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't see him playing. I mean, I would love it. I just I couldn't see it playing just Boo Radley. Ooh, okay. I might want. I mean, that's just like especially the one wanting to play Edgar Allan Poe. Can't see it, but I wouldn't mind it. <laughs>
0: like,
1: yeah, hey, yo, uh, you know, Raven's knocking at my door and I was like, hey, what is this? And, uh, There's hey, a Raven. Hey, whoa, like, whoa, that's crazy. Boop, boop, and then all of a sudden boop, his boop, heart starts knocking on boop, my uh, floor. And I was like, hey, you shut up. I'll punch you. You want to fight? <laughs> Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe. Versus, versus the Raven coming to A.Q. <laughs> There's a raven knocking at my door over here. Hey, Paulie, go into the <laughs> door, find out what this raven wants. All right, I, I ain't got time. I get, I got a fight. I got to train for. Okay, Rock. I, yeah. Well, I mean Edgar, Edgar, I'll get the door. That's right, Paulie. We'll get the door. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I want to see it. But anyway, uh, Dean, uh, we want to talk about some horror news now. So what do you have? Oh, for us we saying? do. What are we talking about? We do. We do. Sure hey, what are we talking about with horror news? Hey, let's get the horror news. It's the Dean over here.
4: Hey. Since everybody loves the MCU universe, uh, the upcoming Blade reboot uh, starring Mahershala Ali uh, is supposed Mm -hmm. to start filming next month for its November 3rd, 2023 release. But it seems that Mm -hmm. now uh, they are in need of a new director as Bassem Tariq has stepped away uh, from the project. Uh, He, uh, they say MC, MC says or Marvel says due to uh, continued shifts in production schedule, uh, Bassam Tariq uh, has become unavailable due to scheduling. Uh, he will be staying on as an executive producer, uh, but for mm. a film that's supposed to start in November, uh, they're back to the search for someone to direct the Blade reboot. So we're off to a, a great start.
1: Well, I mean, it, he's still staying on the production. He's just moving over to a new position. I mean, it happens in productions. He's still very much involved. It's just he can't be behind the camera. Like he doesn't have the time. So they'll find another one. You know, it's a project I'm sure that they'll, they'll hook up somebody too. I mean, uh, they should just get uh, Ryan Coogler to do it. I'd love to see a Ryan Coogler, you know, blade. He's fucking great. Look what he did with Black Panther. So we'll see what
0: happens.
2: I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't see. I mean, Black Panther, obviously, the you know the 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 thing with that the the, like okay, so like Blade, it's a really big scope. Like, Mm, it's not even the scope of it. I mean, Black Black Panther obviously has a scope, right? Um. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to how to say it without this like seeming like a, a, a racially insensitive statement. Uh, I'm just going to mm. say it. You know, Black Panther is ethnic in its scope. Everything about Black Panther is about African and African-American pride. Um, I never feel that with Blade because it's, you know, and I get it. Blade is an African-American character. Obviously, you know, there is a sense of pride in him being so, but at the same time, too, that is just an eternal battle of vampires versus the Daywalker. I don't ever feel Mm, like in a comic book or in in their movies – Racial motivations are a a factor, whereas I do feel that with the Black Panther, both in its comic form and how Ryan Coogler presented it to us within the movies, which you know again a big fan, so I I love Coogler's work. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so so him doing Blade, I'm sure would obviously have an interesting take, but maybe maybe let's find somebody that does monster movies. And go that route with it. Or, I mean, hell, you know what? Back up the money train. Give Jordan Peele a call. Let's see if he maybe wants to take his fucking stand
0: and
1: Yeah. Ooh. I don't think or so because he uh, likes writing
2: his own shit. but
1: He does, yeah. Well, let's get Del Toro back. Back that money truck up to uh, Del Toro's house. You did Blade 2. Let's come back and do the reboot. Come on, man. Here's a bunch of fucking money. He would do it.
0: Boop, boop, oh, I hate do too. Oh, look at I the trucks in my like driveway,
2: dumping sacks, sacks of cash. I
1: can, <laughs> yeah, buy, I more can buy more, more things for my merchandise. <laughs> this is a great day you for Jamal Del Toro. <laughs> this is and then I do. Hello, friend. I do the reboot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll be glad
1: to do a reboot. Let me just count the money before I do it. Oh, you're a little short. Oh, here comes the other truck. Okay, now we're in. All right. Where's the script? Ready to go. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see who the new director is picked. But all right, moving on, Dean. What else do you have?
4: Well, Let's see. What else do I free, have? You know, Dahmer. In, in, in the 2000s. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. That is guy. The number one, current number one show on the Netflix streaming service with 196 points. Number one news show. Uh, 2 million <laughs> hours viewed. Uh, it's also in the top 10 in 92 different countries. Uh, it's it uh, be. the only shows with more hours upon their debut were Squid Game. All of Us Are Dead, which I do want to say when the ghoul we visited in California, we watched the first <laughs> two episodes and then I never went back, but I just recently started going back to it and I'm, Probably five or six episodes into this first season, and I have to say, mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking awesome. And also, uh, oh, okay. Stranger Things season four and Bridgerton season two are the only shows with more hours upon their debut uh, compared to Dahmer. I have not watched Dahmer yet. That sounds but, like you know, a lot
3: of shit beating Dahmer then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well,
4: those are four. It's the fifth. It's it's the fifth highest. <laughs> uh debut in our stream like out of everything that's on netflix that's pretty that's not a lot actually it's pretty fucking you know it's pretty it's pretty impressive numbers, but um but uh also something that you would sometimes think is might be like a like a niche uh subject area so um anyway i haven't seen it yet uh i've seen a lot of buzz uh, all over the internet about it um you've seen it king what are your thoughts all ten episodes under my belt. Yeah, I watched it all. Uh, you know, it's you know
1: it, with with these type of of series, like they they take liberties with a lot of it. You know, where it's like we're just gonna throw some stuff at you that didn't actually happen, but it just applies to the narrative. So I get why they do it, but uh, just stop it with trying to make these killers to be like uh, sympath- Like Dahmer, they try to make a little bit sympathetic. Ted Bundy with the Zach Efron movie, they try to make him like a rock star. Like, he's fucking HBK in the serial killer world. And then with Dahmer, they're like, oh, well, you kind of feel bad for him, right? Because he didn't want to kill, but he just, he had a kind of, just bad what? childhood. Like no, no, he didn't.
2: Like, he had a fucking <laughs> <fairly> normal childhood,
1: <laughs> you know? And, yeah, some bad things happened to him, but, like, Dahmer is not that interesting of a character, so they have to, like, kind of pepper it in with some things that didn't actually happen uh, with some of his victims Uh, Glenda Cleveland, who in real life was the one that called the police on Dahmer because of Conorak Cynthia Thompone, who was a 14-year-old boy uh, that was outside of his apartment who had escaped, and the police brought him back to Dahmer because he was like, oh, yeah, that's my boyfriend. He's 19 years old, and we're lovers, and we do a lot of gay stuff, and he just kind of got away because we were in a fight, and the police were like, ew, gays, ew. Let's just bring him back to the apartment and be done with it. You know, so yeah, they 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 did that pretty well. But Glenda Cleveland in the show uh, lives next door to him. Yeah, oh, it's it's done well. Um, but in the show, Glenda Cleveland lives next door to Dahmer. But in real life, she lived in a building across from Dahmer. Like she wasn't in the same building. But they were doing it for the show. Like you had to make Glenda kind of more of a character. So it's like, okay, well, I live next door, and I can hear the buzz saw all night, and I can hear the people screaming, and I can hear Dahmer next door. Um. He, he, at one point, tries to give her a sandwich, and he's like, oh, it's a pulled pork sandwich that I made for you. Why don't you just go ahead and eat it? And she's like, ew, no. I know what you do over there, Dahmer. And he's like, oh, well, I'll just leave it here then. Like, no, that never
0: happened.
1: <laughs> that never happened. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you embellishing? Just tell the fucking narrative. And, and another killer shows up in episode 10 where I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, now we're just doing another show. <laughs> it's, like, it's so weird in <laughs> episode 10 where they're like here's this other killer and it's like okay well we're going to talk about him for a while now I was like, well wait we're done with Dahmer okay yeah, alright well, we're done but it's not a bad show but if you know about the facts of the true case you're going to feel like okay I know what they're doing but if you don't know much about Dahmer it's a good show like I could see people enjoying it but me I'm like no there's a lot of fucking shit that happened on that show I'm like no it didn't happen <laughs> That's not real. That's just, okay. So that's just my thoughts about it. It wasn't bad. Evan Peters, I don't like to begin with, but he was already a zombie. He has a fucking Wisconsin accent down pat. So he must have studied that fucking accent for I don't know how long. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. I just, I wanted to go down to get a beer. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's what I do. You know, I, I sit here and I watch The Exorcist 3, and then, I, you know, I, I kill and I make zombies. And my <laughs> victims. Like, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, he's fucking nose so bad. You know, and but it's, and, it's good over... Richard, Richard and, is so good as his father.
4: I
3: have to say that. Go ahead, so, 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 I wanted to ask you, King, since you watched it, you know, um, just because all of the horror kids, you know, again, I'm calling them horror kids because, again, they are unseasoned and they consider Rob Zombie a god and Mitzelmar a classic here. Really? You know, what? they're... they're, they're, they're I, because they're the horror kids. You know that, that man. Um, oh, the babies... But, Yes, yes, you know, I didn't want to call them that Okay, but um, They're all talking about how disturbing This series is And how they were all shocked by The amount of graphic violence that was in this thing You know, I'm like, okay, well, one You're calling yourselves horror fans Two, you know, you know in your opinion You know, did it deliver on the, the gore?
1: It did And that's a good point that you brought up Because a lot of people, like, they were putting these articles online Saying people are just astonished by the amount of gore and violence that's in the Jeffrey Dahmer series. You do know that he was a fucking killer that ate people, right? Like, you knew about this going <laughs> in. Like, You didn't just, like, oh, well, this is a fun series with Evan Peters. I have no idea who Dahmer is. I'll watch it. You do really, like, ah, it's, so, so, it's so difficult because these people are just astonished by how much gore and violence is in an apartment. I was like, if Google exists. Did you not just kind of Google his name and be like, I want to find out about this cat? You know, see what he did. No, he fucking dismembered people. He drilled holes in their heads. He poured acid into them. He kept them. He fucked them. Like, he was a disgusting fucking individual. But how do you not know this going in? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just funny. Like, how do you just not know? It's just like, oh, I'm going to watch this fun series about Ted Bundy. I guess he's kind of cool. because okay, Zac Efron. That guy was in High School Musical. And it's like, oh, my God. He killed
0: people? Ted Bundy <laughs> he killed people? What? <laughs> Wow. We've well, he's said, so a, a
2: billion zillion times on this show. You know, people have romanticized the idea of serial killers. You know, and these things Damn. haven't yeah. been helped by certain movies. They haven't been helped by certain yep. televisions, you know, nope. series. You know, the representations that we have seen are are you know fictionalized. And lacking a lot of detail. But, yeah, I've seen plenty of people, you know, complaining that, like, oh, I started the Dama series. I couldn't get 20 minutes in because, oh, I felt so bad about that guy laying there dead on the floor or whatever. I just wanted to go and help him. I mean, you're literally watching a fucking series about a man
0: that murdered
2: fucking people and ate them, guys. I mean, like, come on. It's it's, it's a funny no-brainer that you're going to see graphical violence. You're going to see things that should make you uncomfortable. That should make you happy that you saw that on the floor and you said, oh, my God, I wish I could help the person. Okay? You should be like, okay, yeah, I wish I could do that. Now, at the same time, too, it's a fictional representation on television. You can't. Nor can you even help the person in real life because it's already been done. But these things do help us learn and understand the mindset of these individuals and possibly, quite possibly, may make it possible that somebody out there might... See or know somebody and say hey you know what this fucking guy acts really fucking weird sometimes and you know so, so did that fucking yeah. Bundy fellow so so did that Dahmer fellow you know maybe maybe I should just check in a little bit and make sure this motherfucker ain't eating people the chances are you might get eaten but who knows maybe you're the body that gets eaten that gets found and then that's how it gets busted. But so you help. by yeah.
3: hear the body that gets drilled and skull
2: fucked.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wanted. to make zombies, you know. Yeah. I mean, zombie sex slave. I just, I don't well, like yeah. the, the, the glamorizing of serial killers. I don't like it. You know, I mean, and with Dahmer, they tried to make him sympathetic where he just didn't want to be alone. Like when these people tried to leave his apartment, he's like, but I don't want you to go. And they're like, well, I have to. And he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to kill you now. And say, like, well. Like, just stop making me try to feel bad for fucking Dahmer. Nobody should feel bad for Jeffrey Dahmer. Burn in hell, motherfucker, because he was a disgusting killer. Same thing with Ted Bundy. He wasn't a fucking rock star. He was a guy that killed a lot of women and fucked their dead bodies. We shouldn't be glamorizing them with Zac Efron. No, he's so cute, though. But he's fucked. Don't Ted you see that? Bundy.
2: That's the key word, bro. He's fucked. He just needed the right woman. The right woman (laughs) would come into his life, and she would have stopped all of that murderous rage. She would have been able to take (laughs) all of that, that big Bundy dick energy, and channel it into something positive, and he would not murder anymore.
1: Couldn't do it because with Ted Bundy, there's actually a book called My Phantom Prince written by Elizabeth Kendall, who was his girlfriend at the time. She couldn't stop it. As much as Ted loved her and loved her daughter, he she couldn't stop his killing rage
0: because well, maybe he wasn't
1: killing. No, maybe, maybe she, she was, was take it out to buy it. It. <laughs> <laughs> just, you can't, he, once he had it in him he just he couldn't stop killing. I mean and then fucking Ted Bundy, he fucking just told his name to his victims. He's like, Hey, I'm Ted Like, God damn it, call yourself Kevin or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're giving your name to people and you're like, I'll never ever. get caught. <laughs> you know. Nah, like you know, I mean, like, come on. When, when you do the, the whole making
2: people. up the name thing, you know they normally go with something obvious anyway. You use like your middle name or something, you know. So it's always going to come back to you one way or another because you got to use something that you're not going to forget. You know, you want something where if somebody <laughs> yeah. calls you that in a crowd, you're going to think to look. You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, just it, that's uh, the whole thing with Ted Bundy is just the fact that he he yeah. killed two people in the middle of the day, Denise Nazlin and Janice Ott. He killed two girls. He picked him up at the, the beach, you know, and he was like, hey, I'm Ted. You want to help me do my stuff by my car? I'm like, sure, why not? And everybody gave the same description of what he looked like, and it looked like fucking Ted Bungie. And he's like, oh, that doesn't look like me. Like, my hair's not that curly. I mean, whatever. Like, you know, his girlfriend's like, are you sure? Because it kind of looks like you. And he's like, nah. Right. No, and the fact that they're calling him Ted, that's a coincidence, babe. All right, got to go out. I'll be back in like a day or two. I have to go to a business meeting in Utah. Oh, you're not going to go kill anybody, are you? Nah, no. no, nah, I'm not that dead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why would I ever murder
4: anybody? That would be terrible.
1: Ridiculous. But, All right, Dean, moving on. What else have we
4: got? Oh, I forgot we were doing this. Uh, John Carpenter, in November, is going to we. be hosting yeah. an online uh, movie marathon of Godzilla and other kaiju movies. Uh, his online special Ooh. is going to be called Masters of Monsters, and he will be hosting presentations of uh, the, uh, the uh, presenting. He'll be presenting his four favorites. Uh, this will be taking Ooh. place under the Shout Factory slash Scream Factory umbrella, partnering with their Screambox, Box, and uh, it will cover uh, the Ishiro Honda's uncut original Godzilla, uh Rodan, uh Jidora, and the three headed monster and war of gargantuas. Uh he will Carpenter will appear throughout to discuss oh, all of these all films. Toho films. Uh, they That's will weird. be streaming <laughs> yeah. from uh, November third each night from November third to November sixth, uh six PM Pacific, nine PM Eastern time, and you can find more information about all of this at mastersofmonsters.com
1: There you go, monkey. Do it! I know you want to see that Carpenter talking about okay, I but, Jews, all Toho movies. I, I, I don't want to
3: do No, I don't want to see John Carpenter talking about Toho. No, I Whoa. no. It's like John Carpenter. No, because it's like John Carpenter doing yeah, his concert. own thing. It's like, yeah, I don't. I don't need like no John Carpenter just kind of do. I want to sit there and sit back and like you know smoke some pot, do some dr- you know do some drinking, and then maybe sit there and watch some movies like you know with him. He's another kind of guy though. I want a presentation about kaiju from you know. It's just no. You, uh,
1: ah,
3: I okay, feel like John, 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 John. I I just feel like you know John Carpenter just kind of crossing. He's in the streams here where it's like, dude, what are you doing, you know, stepping into
1: the territory where you're not supposed to be stepping? <laughs> but he likes kaiju movies. That's exactly why he's doing it, because he's a fan just like you are. So maybe he has some insight, you know, as to why he's a fan. Maybe you want to tune in to find out. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a huge Kaju fan, but I would like to hear his thoughts. Just, you know, Of yeah, course you like are, Godzilla, but you love
3: it. Carpenter.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, I do. You know, I, I and I suck at the dick of John Carpenter. I mean, it's fucking great. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, suck. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to. I mean, somebody has to. Somebody has to oil him up so he can get ready for another Halloween movie. You know, but if he's going to talk about kaiju movies, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I thought, yeah, Monkey would be interested in that. But I'm not because I don't like that type of movies. But I would like to hear his thoughts. Like, wow, well, was great because he's a monster and he's big. All right, moving on. We're what what talk are you talking about?
3: about? Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you? What are you talking about? You don't like kaiju movies? You because you love King Kong, and therefore that falls yeah. into the same category—is giant monster stuff. So don't say you don't like kaiju stuff because you, you, you do. know, what? You know I should you, be you, specific. You I'm just, not a huge fan.
1: I'm not a huge fan of them. I should say that. I mean, I don't hate them. I'm just not a huge fan of kaiju movies. Like I'm not, you know, I'm okay. not on your level, monkey. I'm not definitely not on your level. You know, I will say that. But I, I yeah, I like King Kong. I'm kind of on the level with Godzilla. I don't really care for him. I mean, I'm a big Mothra fan, so I guess you could say I like yeah. those movies, but I'm not and, like, oh, and, fine, got to movies. I love and, them.
3: Yeah, but but didn't you also dig Cloverfield?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, because I thought it was a good idea to have an American uh, form of kaiju. Um, I know a lot of people hated it, um, but luckily it's getting a proper sequel coming soon. Um, yeah, I did like Cloverfield. You know, as much as people hated it, I enjoyed it. Just because it was fun. It was something different. Um, and I love I rim, think that was the like, biggest thing. Did you
2: like Pacific Rim?
1: Oh, I hated Pacific Rim. I thought it was so dull. Uh, like, that, that's time I can never get back. Pacific Rim. I, I just didn't <sighs> like it. And I even watched that, the sequel, Uprising. I'm like, oh, okay, no, no, nope. no, no. Okay, okay. I will. I yeah, I, I, I will
3: draw. Uh, no, I will draw a line in the sand on the second one because second one was so much fucking fun. I fucking love the
1: second
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair.
3: That was like straight up Starship yeah. Trooper yeah. shit right there, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I, I shouldn't say that I hate kaiju movies. I don't hate them. I just it's not my go-to. I mean, you guys know me. I mean, I'm a slasher guy. You know, I'm a zombie guy. You know, that's that's kind of like my my wheelhouse. Um, So that's where I kind of So The feels
2: about kaijus the way the dean feels about the queen. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) No,
4: not that bad. (laughs) No, no, no. I just just haven't seen a lot of it, man. I don't have
1: any bad feelings. No. All right, Dean. So moving on. What's next? What are we talking about?
4: AMC is sticking with... Uh, some some horror stuff as they've had a few different uh, horror series over the years and uh, what they are currently working on is a series order of a radical reimagining of the 1960s horror sci-fi story Seconds. Uh, this is going uh, this was uh, uh, first a novel by David Eli and then the 1960s film by John Frankenheimer starring Rock Hudson. This film is also, the original film is also a title in the Library of Congress uh, National Film Registry, Um, but AMC is getting into the seconds uh, visit with a series order um, where it will be radically reimagined. Wow, I've never heard of it. Interesting. Radically
2: reimagined.
3: Second? Second. Okay, never heard of that one. Awesome.
1: Thank you. No, yeah, I never heard of it. No, never heard of Second, so. No, I've never I've it. never
4: okay. I've never heard of it either. And apparently yeah. um it is a a character uh is given a second chance uh to start old life over with a clean slate. Uh but can everything be left behind or will this person dive back in to the mysteries? Of the past. As I'm looking at this article right hmm. here, it seems part of this yeah. reimagining is going to be switching uh, to a female uh, lead character uh, versus uh, the original film where Rock Hudson uh, was the main character. But that's the that's the crux of it, uh, that somebody is given right. the opportunity to start life over with a clean slate, hence seconds. But I was not familiar hmm. with it or heard of it either. Uh, but, you know, yeah. I saw this story and, and, and decided to include it in this portion of our program this evening.
1: I mean, it sounds interesting. I hmm. we'll wonder we to make forward that a thing
4: develop. <laughs> Maybe. We could. You know, um,
1: we could probably do that once it comes out. So we'll see. All right. See, uh, Dean, what's next?
4: I will tell you, King. Thank you for asking. On October 7th, Ooh. on Disney+, and I know I talked about this recently, but uh, while he is most known... Uh, for his cinematic scores, most recently for some of the films in the MCU, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, He Mm -hmm. also uh, created, uh, and the MCU movies include uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider-Man, Thor. Uh, He also lost out on Best Picture for creating the score for the animated favorite Ratatouille, uh, but did win uh, the Oscar for Best Score for uh the the animated film up. Uh so um, Michael uh, Giacchino uh has directed for Disney Plus uh Werewolf by Night. Uh he is calling mm-hmm. it his Love Letter to Monsters. Uh Werewolf by Night appeared back in nineteen seventy two and coming on October seventh to Disney Plus will be the fifty three minute Werewolf by Night, uh that is being billed as Family Fun Horror.
1: Family okay. Fun? Really? Family, family Fun. fun all right. The trailer was fucking great, so I'm looking forward to seeing World by Night. That trailer just hit all the right notes. I don't know if you guys checked it out yet, but...
4: Negative.
0: I totally
1: missed that in the group chat. Okay.
3: I, and Dean, mm-hmm. uh, when, when did you say the debut date for that was going to be? October
1: 7th.
0: All right, so cool. It's like Thank October you for 7th or 8th. So Just, a, just so it's
4: a, essentially yeah. a week away.
1: All right. All right. So moving on from that, what else have we got?
4: Uh, also, as we know, coming on October 6th is uh, Damien Leone's Terrifier 2, which is receiving oh, a nationwide yeah. theatrical release.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I know
4: the king the does not care. Uh, but Damien no. Leone says, based on... Uh, early projections and what things are going to be looking like as far as the success of Terrifier 2, he says that he can almost guarantee uh, that there will be a part three and that he says he already has the structure for part three ready to go. He says after a part three, it will have to be seen if there's anything left in the tank as far as this character and franchise, as well as uh, if what the fan base is thinking. But, uh, you know, he's already calling plans for part three, even though part two has not yet uh seen that the light of day to fucker. a wider audience. <laughs> <laughs> it shit. has its
1: fans, monkey. Yeah, it has its fans. There's a lot of people that like Terrifier, there's a lot of people that like Art the Clown, there's a there's a fan base to uh, so what the yeah, game was saying. Yeah, so, we know. You know? It's like we've talked about it. But to sit there
3: and be like, we've done play two, and yeah, we're already working on part three. You know, it's like, wow.
1: <laughs> to that point, I can't and blame him. We I really are already can.
4: working on part three. I, he just says yeah. he himself has a structure uh, for a third film.
1: I mean, I, <laughs> I can't, can't like call if him. If you're a writer, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I can't call him cocky for that. I just call that being smart. Like, strike while the iron's hot. People are fucking hot on Terrifier. They like Art the Clown. They think he could be the next horror icon, which I disagree with. But at the same time, as Leone, I would definitely be writing a third one or a fourth one. Just strike while the iron's hot. Strike while it's popular. Yeah. And then once it ebbs and starts to go out and people just don't like it anymore, then you finish. And then you could have a nice trilogy of movies finish know, that on people top. like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So to that point, <laughs> as him being a writer, I, I can't fault him for that. Like I said, I'm not a fan of Terrifier. You guys know that. But I don't fault Leone for doing what he's doing. Like, I appreciate it. Nope. You know, he's, he has the idea. He's got the motivation. He's going forward. If a third hap- one happens, that's great. But, yeah, like, I, I push him all the luck. I'm just not a fan of that movie. I, just, I don't really think it's anything that great. But we'll see what Terrifier 2 does in audiences uh, in select theaters. You know, it is nationwide. But it's also team. select. Let you. Oh. Terrifier too. Oh
4: yeah. So, yeah.
1: we'll see. All right, Dave.
4: On, we'll see. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of buzz for the the horror film Smile.
1: Um, yes, I'll be seeing this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that the one that has a uh, um, is it
3: Schwar- Schwar- Schwarzenegger's uh, daughter or somebody in it?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh okay. That'll be good. One.
4: Uh, The official the official release date is September 30th, Um, although there is a couple of screenings, I know, locally to me uh, starting tomorrow. But uh, while there is some early buzz uh, about this horror, there was some interesting guerrilla marketing that took place this past weekend as several at several baseball stadiums across the land, uh, creepy, smiling people uh, got seats behind home plate and sat there with the a creepy smile on their yeah. face uh, during the basketball, mm-hmm, the, ba- the baseball games, uh, and even in some cases wearing t-shirts that just said the word smile on them, and truly sat yeah, there with creepy so smiles cool. for the entire game oh, that's uh, So awesome. they were on TV nonstop. That <laughs> was so cool. Uh, some interesting guerrilla marketing uh, for this horror film, Smile. Yeah, it was so
1: fucking cool. They called them Smilers, and they just sat there with the t-shirts on and had this creepy fucking smile on their face the entire time. I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Strike it, you know. It might not be a great movie. It doesn't look like it's going to be that great, but I'm in. Like, I can't wait to see Smile and see what this develops, but the marketing campaign is on point, and that's what you have to do. Uh, you got to get the name out there. you got to get the message out there. Go ahead,
2: cool. I don't want R.N. The little monster wants nothing to do with it. She was like, she doesn't want to see the movie. (laughs) She's like, I'm like, Come on! Don't you want to go see that in the theater with me? And she's like, "Nah, that looks like it's actually scary, and I don't want nightmares." <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's definitely effective as far as like what it's trying yeah. to present. Um, that's very okay, cool. So good on them yeah, for that. You know, cool. you know me. I'm yeah. gameless, so I'll definitely catch it at some point or another.
0: Yeah, yeah I,
2: I just, I just,
4: it, yeah. I just shared to the group one of the photos from uh, one of the baseball games this weekend. Uh, this is not the only game or uh, the only <laughs> so person. Cool. There are several across the Major League Baseball landscape, uh, but this is just one example of what it is that I was referring to. Uh, if you have interest, game, too, yeah, that's.
3: Oh, the so ball. they were just doing. Oh, so it wasn't one game. They were just doing it randomly throughout the MLB.
4: Yeah, all across mm-hmm. baseball this weekend. Oh, sweet. That's <laughs> that's really cool. All right, so moving on. What else do you have? Here? let's see what else do i have uh moving on from smile uh let's see uh in uh uh, 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 uh in tribute uh to pearl i volunteer uh, as tribute
0: <laughs> i volunteer as tribute
4: <laughs> uh in a uh, in tribute this is pearl. the greatest
3: podcast uh, in the world this is just a tribute
0: <laughs> Yes.
4: um on the internet there was a list of the top uh female slashers out there. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. men are most of the slashers, but I have come to run them down. Uh and I just have five of them here, and that being uh, obviously uh Pamela Vorties from the original Friday thirteenth. Uh mm-hmm. Patty from Patty, uh from uh Curtains from nineteen eighty three. Uh mm-hmm. Mary Lou from prom night nineteen eighty seven, prom night two, um May Dove, uh, Canada, from May in two thousand two, and also uh, Claire from the stylist in twenty twenty, which we covered on the show. Oh, uh,
0: very so cool! So the top
4: five female slashes out there, uh, and then oh, cool! They left uh, out a I couple though. To move along because I can. What's that? They left
1: out a couple though that are kind of important.
4: But, well, yeah, yeah, sure, but this was just five, all right. And I can, I can, I can sense the king starting to get nervous as the time ticks on, and he wants to talk about yeah. the movie. Um, I do, but yes, uh, uh, but you know, I mean, James Earl Jones, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, who obviously uh, has had a very long and prolific career in Hollywood. Uh, one of his most notable uh, characters has been voicing Darth, Darth Vader throughout the Star Wars universe and at 91 Who? years old it appears Balsa that Doom, he is baby. winding Balsa down Doom. he has been winding down uh, his career James Earl Jones is 91 years old now and he has signed over he has signed over his voice rights to the AI company ReSpeaker uh so that the character of Darth Vader uh in any formats he may appear in the future uh, can carry on with his signature voice. Uh, James Earl Jones's last oh, actual cool. re- readings and recordings uh, within nice, yeah. the Star Wars universe was for Rise of Skywalker, and his AI respeaker voice was used for the recent Obi Wan series on Disney Plus.
1: Wow, very cool.
4: And very then, cool. Yes.
1: Can't do anymore, so. All
4: right. And then I think right. the last thing I have on my list here. Uh, for whoever out there might care. Uh, it's been 11 years. Uh, and I've, I'm really, I really would have thought it would have been more recent, but it's been 11 years since Final Destination 5, and yeah. uh, Final Destination 6 is going to be directed by Zach Lepofsky and Adam B. Stein, and this is going to be uh, specifically for HBO Max. Uh, so there is a Final Destination 6, the final, final, final destination, uh, going into production once again for HBO Max.
1: And what's cool about that is how they got the job is that they were on a Zoom call meeting with Studio to kind of pitch why they should direct, and they faked a death on the Zoom call.
0: Oh, so that's geez. how they got the part.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it was completely professional, completely like straightforward, and then they just ended up faking a death right on the Zoom call. And they're like, okay, you got it. Like, the project's yours. <laughs> 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 Uh, what an ingenious way to get the job! <laughs> you know, being Man, a Zoom call and just dying. Talk, talk about guerrilla marketing! <laughs> and they were ready.
4: <laughs> all right, so is that it for you, Dean? Uh, sure, that is it for me.
1: Okay, all right. So it is my Genius film pick system. of the week. We're talking about Monkey Shines from 1988, directed by George A. Romero, the late great George A. Romero. Uh, The film follows Alan Mann, who is a law student, who one day, while going out for a jog, gets hit by a truck, and it turns him into a quadriplegic. So while he's at home being nursed by Marianne Hodges and his overbearing mother, Dorothy, his friend Jeffrey brings over a capuchin monkey who thinks it'll be a great help for him. But unfortunately, Ella, the little monkey that is his helper, becomes deadly. So that is the basic plot of Monkey Shines. Um, I love this fucking movie just because it's Romero not doing a fucking zombie movie. Like, I like his non-zombie movies. Like, there's just a a lot there. I mean, you know, Monkey Shines is not his best in terms of the non-zombie movies, but it's a fun movie. Like, it's a fun little ride with a little monkey that he goes around terrorizing people and having this uh, kind of telekinetic uh, connection uh, between Alan and Ella is fun. So I just wanted to pick it because I just wanted to talk about the monkey's origin story. I mean, this is where the Mad Monkey came from. So it's important, and we talk about it. So with that being said, uh, Ghoul, what would you think about monkey shines?:
0: Here,
2: first first, I, sh- I shall open open with this, you know, because this is, this is a major part uh, of monkey shines. Once there was a man whose prison was a chair, the man had a mm. monkey. They made the strangest pair. The man was the prisoner. The monkey held the key. No matter how he tried, the man couldn't flee. Locked, terrified, and frail. The monkey wielding power, keeping him in jail. The man tried to keep the monkey from his brain, but every move he made became the monkey's game. The monkey ruled the man. It climbed inside his head, and now, as fate would have it, one of them was dead. Now what I wish after watching this movie is that it was... Damn, Shell Silverstein.
0: Uh, (laughs) <laughs>
2: this, fucking, this fucking movie drove me up the fucking wall. This was just an exercise. And I know you love fucking Romero and you know, I get that mm-hmm. this is something different that he did. This was an exercise in fucking sleep for me, man. I just wanted to go to bed. <laughs> the, the, the movie was just dull. There was barely any action. The characters are fucking annoying. There were a couple funny parts in the movie, but they were few and far between. Um, so you know the, the monkey stuff was cool because I know that they were truly you know trained monkeys. They give us a little disclaimer at yeah. the beginning, but uh, but aside from that, yeah, it's uh, uh what, what's what's how's, how's it go? It's it's a, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me. Yep, that, that that's how I kind of <laughs> felt on this one.
1: Not a problem. Like I said, you know, I'm just I'm glad that you watched it and glad you experienced it. So we're going to talk about it. So go, uh, Dean. Now, what did you think about
4: Monkey Shines? Monkey Shines an experiment in fear
0: Uh, they
4: said to live in fear but he could not hear Uh, so they got him a monkey uh, that sometimes act funky Uh, and when his mom came to visit little did she know that this was it uh, no, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna go on like the ghoul. But I will say, a <laughs> ready to go. Uh, and that was no, no, that was completely off the cuff. Like, I was totally free Oh anyway, Damn, uh, all right,
0: you look at you, like you know, now, fucking beating. You know, hey, right into <laughs> I
4: I know I know how words work, and I, and I will say that I'm a I'm a cunning linguist. But um, he knows words. words. No, uh, except for, I mean, except
3: for when it comes to say, saying Salem. <laughs>
4: Now, uh, Monkey shines an experiment in fear. I do want to say that I had never seen this film before, and, and wow. this is not something that this is not something that I had discovered upon watching it. But I just want to share a brief uh, personal note. I, for the longest time, when this movie came out, I, for the longest time, thought that this movie was a movie version of the Stephen King short story "The Monkey" from Skeleton
1: mm. Um mm-hmm.
4: and yeah, I, I, thought it was I, too. I I'm probably misremembering, but I feel like when this movie came out, it, like I feel like I remember a trailer that like showed a monkey like hitting cymbals together. Um, yeah, and that, that was is like, kind of that's that, that yeah. like and I did, so that made this connection to me that oh, uh this is an adaptation of a Stephen King story, but I never saw it. Um I had since mm-hmm. obviously learned that uh this film uh was not that story, but I did not I did not know and realize, truthfully, until preparing to watch this film for the program that this was written and directed by George Romero. I had no idea. So anyway, it's with that being said, uh, for me, I, 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 I no, really, idea. you know, yes, it's a, it's a no for me. Uh, I felt that the <laughs> acting performances uh, were wooden. I felt like the like in a lot of places, like the music was all wrong. Um, I felt that the the sequence when 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 he gets hit by the truck in the beginning was just silly. The way he kind of pirouetted up into the air, um, <laughs> uh, just, just,
0: just just so many different things.
4: And you somebody that's been rendered a quadriplegic, and like he gets the worst possible nurse uh, in the history of nurses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's gonna and, and does not raise uh, any anything about this. Just takes the abuse. Um, Early early appearances and, and I wasn't sure I had to look it up, but uh early appearances from from Stanley Tucci uh was quite interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, Janine Turner from Cliffhanger and Friday Night Lights. Uh in a in a in her early appearance, but just overall. Interesting stuff with actual live monkeys being used. Um interesting concept, but it just didn't it just didn't work for me. Okay.
1: Monkey, this is your time to monkey shine. What do you think about the movie?
4: Okay, um,
3: yeah, uh, echoing what the dean had said, I thought this too had um, was based on the Stephen King work. Uh, just because, again, because of your work that was uh, involved with the cover, and then oddly enough, the same artwork that was used in Night Shift for the Stephen King book. Yeah I, yeah, I I thought this was actually you know adopted there, but. Oh, George, George, George!
4: That's you didn't
3: only direct this; you wrote this. So when we get to what we're gonna get to, and yeah, when we get to it, we're gonna fucking get to it, George. You actually wrote and shot the scene, and yeah, we all know what we're gonna get to when we get to it. Holy oh. fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but 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 still, um, but
0: but either way, uh, uh,
3: uh yeah, um, it's, but this is also one of those weird ass movies. It's like, yeah, okay, two hour runtime, but at the same time, I had a great time watching this movie just because it had fucking monkeys in it, man. It, you know, so you sit there and throw monkeys in there, but then it instantly becomes awesome because you know my rule of life: you can add three words to yeah. any situation. Okay, and they will instantly make anything awesome. You can add any of these three words, and it will make any situation awesome. Those words are midgets, motorcycles, and monkeys, okay? And the (laughs) fact that we had monkeys thrown in, okay, Instantly makes this movie awesome, and you know, I, yeah, I I fell in love with you know Ella as a character. I fell in love I, with like, the monkey. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> all about that jungle love, baby.
0: <laughs> and it's just
3: I and I. I like, on screen, it's just, you know, she she was just charming as fuck and did a great job with everything that, yeah, that was involved, and every time she was on screen, yeah, you know, she she was just fucking adorable. Uh, Granted, that being said, the the human cast could have used some tweaking, you know, it was a Mm -hmm. little bit over the top, you know, but, again, you know, you know, it's, Romero <laughs> So it's like we we gotta take it with a grain of salt and just write it out and you know yeah but but at the same time it, you know, fun, weird like fucked up ride of fucked upness, which we will definitely get into because there are so many levels of fucked upness in this movie that it's gonna make this a fun fucking talk.
0: <laughs> King.
1: <laughs> so let's get into it, yeah. So we open with Alan Mann, who is a law student. He's waking up to a brand-new day next to his girlfriend, Linda. Looks like a cross between Justine Bateman and Joan Cusack on a good day. So he starts his night <laughs> with some stretches in the nude, you know, the stretching it out, getting ready yeah. for his job,
4: strapping on his Show, Showing off that he's
3: built like a motherfucker. <laughs> <It's>
4: like, <laughs> who the and, fuck and, ever stretches like and this, King, man? If, if you like, if, 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 if you may, I'd like to interrupt for one second. Uh, because it's mm-hmm. important to take notation of some details in that sequence. If you remember when the doctors were all joking after his accident, they say, "Oh man, this guy's ass is hairier than than you, than your face or something." Uh, mm-hmm. If you look yeah. at the stretching sequence, it doesn't look like there's a hair it's, on that guy's not. fucking body. Not at all. No, it is ass. <laughs> Smooth
2: as fucking butter, okay. That shit's like a baby behind, man. You know, I ain't seen an ass that fucking smooth and bare since I watched Die Hard Two, okay. And same fucking. Thing oh, William here. Sadler. What William
4: Sadler fuck? doing his tai what chi. Is
2: it? Yep. With these motherfuckers doing. Or his Demolition shit, Man, naked as shit. At
0: least he's doing. it. At
2: least you know William Sadler was doing tai chi. He's just doing that. This dude's, like, shred. his sack's like, tapping on the floor and shit. Like, one, that ain't sanitary, too. That can't feel okay. Like, I don't want my balls fucking slapping up against the rug, the wood floor. you getting like, don't get me wrong, man. I do some fucked up shit to my balls, but that ain't what I do.
0: Look at him. Look at him. I want to stretch him yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, off. I always go he's to doing uh, the
1: extreme bad wing to his cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also go to Michael Rooker and Mallrats, who does the William Sadler thing in the uh, beginning of Mallrats, where yeah. he's fucking working out, and his towel falls off, and he's just bare ass. I was like, that is a bare fucking ass. Not a hair on that fucking ass. He, you know. um, so he decides that he's going to go for a jog, so he straps out wrists and ankle weights, as well as putting bricks into a backpack. So he's one of those fucking fitness boys. Like, not enough weights, got to get more. So he decides he's going to go on his run and, of course, giving high fives to people as he runs. But then, of course, he's startled by a German shepherd and gets hit by a truck. Oh, no. And then he pirouettes into the air like fucking like Dean said, which is true. He just kind of does this really kind of fantastic thing. Um, so what would Brian Byn- Motano do? <laughs> yeah. So Alan's well, Spine is worked on by Dr. John He'd make a follow through,
2: because that's what Brian Botano would he do. Would.
1: <laughs> Brian Botano do. Uh, so in the hospital, we have Alan being worked on by Dr. John Weisman, working on the spine, and we see that there's a jump in time a little bit, because Alan now has a beard, because that's what you do when you're in the hospital. You just grow a beard, because that's how you show passage of time, people. Uh, his mother is <laughs> at home, Dorothy, throwing a surprise party for him, while his girlfriend oh. packs her belongings but says nothing to Alan until she gets downstairs. We also get introduced to Nurse Marion Hodges, played by his, George's ex-wife, Christine Forrest Romero. Uh, it was a real drag to be around, because right away, she's like, yeah, I, I fucking don't like being here. Oh, he's a fucking drag. He's like, dude, he never even started. <laughs> this is day one. And already you're like, <laughs> you didn't even started God.
2: working. All you've been she's doing a, is, like, setting up equipment. Right from the start. <clears throat> right yep, from the start. It was but you terrible know what? Start. go to show... This is going to show you how unbalanced Romero's writing really is, because everything is Mm -hmm. set up for something horrific to happen to this character, and it never goes anywhere.
1: No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, something horrific happens to to somebody that she knows, and we'll we'll get to it. (laughs) But not (laughs) to what we're expecting. Yeah, so later, Linda calls Jeffrey, a friend and former roommate of Alan's, wondering where he is. Jeffrey is at the Experimental Medicine Lab where he works with lab monkeys. He has a human brain sample, which he creates a serum from after flash freezing it. He frees one of the monkeys and injects it with the serum, but not before giving himself a little injection. of parnate himself as a little up. Parnate is an antidepressant.
0: Yes. So he gives oh, him a little, yes. a little yeah.
1: jump, you know, a <laughs> little jump up. You know, I'm going to give myself a little bump, and you're going to get a little bump, you know. So he works with the monkeys One, one for deb- you one for me.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So Jeffrey realizes he missed the party And drives over to Alan's house that very night He finds his friend in bed But Alan is pretty bummed as he believes Linda left him because he's a quadriplegic And nobody's going to want to fuck me now I'm a quadriplegic Stop feeling sorry for yourself well, you can. Just you know relax <laughs> So later Alan It's
2: like our one moment of humor You know what I mean He's like well if she's <laughs> yeah. going to leave you Fuck her And he's like I can't
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that line.
1: So he ends up watching some home movies with his mother, Dorothy, while we see bogey nurse Hodges, bird fly around doing some dumb bird shit. I'm like put the fucking bird in the cage. Like you're, you know, you're doing a job. Like this isn't your house. <laughs> you know, it belongs in a cage, not flying around being a dick. Like, but of course, she's like, whatever. It's my fucking burden to fucking take care of this guy. I think, dude, day one. Like, we are still at day one. Uh, so Jeffrey ends up leaving <laughs> Allen's and returns back to his lab and finds people spray-painting the building to accuse the lab of torturing animals. He then meets with Dean Burbage, played by fucking Stephen Root, in his first movie role.
0: Stephen Root! They
1: say Cro- <laughs> Crocodile 2, Crocodile's on D Part 2, which is his official first role, but this is actually his first role. So we get to see Stephen Root Milton, the voice of Bill Doherty from King of the Hill.
0: So
2: and he does, he doesn't. I see the guy? I'm like, it's Milton. Like, hey, uh, where's your no is, salt? Bro?
3: Where's no salt. No salt on the glass. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll burn this whole place down. I'll burn this whole yeah. place down. And, and, he, also and he does a great
3: out. job. at it, he does a great job yeah. in this role of just being, you know, like, the douchebag boss that, you know, I need yeah. results, you know. And, you know, for his first role, you know, because uh, I
1: saw it too, you know, he's supposed to be a stage actor and whatnot. Yeah, he did great. He did so great because Burbage wants results. He wants to see Jeffrey's research, and he's like, it's too early to tell. You know, we're in the early stages. He's like, well, what the fuck are we paying you for? Like, you're supposed to be showing us results of what your serum is doing. But, of course, you know, Jeffrey just kind of just says, all right, we'll, we'll figure it out. So Jeffrey goes back to his lab and injects a female monkey with more serum and sees no advance in intelligence, which leads him to believe that the monkey needs to have some human interaction. So what better way to do that than give it to our boy, Alan? You know, he, he can use yeah. the monkey his life. <laughs> so Jeffrey goes to Alan to just see how he's doing, and that's when we see that he has tried to kill himself by putting a plastic oh, garment bag over his face. What a fucking horrifying image, too, that was to see Jason Veggy uh, as the character of Alan with that fucking garment bag over his face and it's all sucked into his mouth like, oh, God. That's the fucking <laughs> yeah. you know, him.
3: And, and, and for him, him to possibly find, like, the one way to try and kill himself. <laughs>
0: he's a paraplegic.
3: Yeah. You know, he, yeah. like, literally, this, like, you know, when we sit there and say paraplegic, we mean literally neck down, oh, qu- no action. He's not a para. No, okay. He's yeah. not a para.
2: That, That's a quad.
3: He's a quad,
0: Paul.
2: Oh. Oh, okay, four limbs. thank you. Para yeah. is two yes. limbs. Quad, quad is four. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I, I actually almost, uh, you know, had a, a a full on. Well, I kind of did. Had a full on online romance with a with a quadriplegic <laughs> once, but it, most of it most of it was unaware. What the um, fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yep, my vagina yep. is not handicapped. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my vagina is not handicapped. But uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's something when you find out what they can and cannot move.
0: <laughs> so, oh, but, oh, dying. Okay, dying. But, but,
2: at the uh, at the hospital. But, but, you uh, see that darkie? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, you right, so man. yeah,
2: cause so, so for you know for, for quadriplegic
4: to
3: be able 100%. to sit there and you know go, go around the house and try and find a way to kill himself with uh, what's laying around and what he's able what? to do and be able to be like find what? the one thing Little that he's doing which is you know yeah. yeah you know pretty much you know a ba- you know a bag of bread
1: <laughs> but we uh we cut to the hospital where jeffrey goes to the hospital to visit a friend dorothy uh his mom is there and dr wiseman tells her to go home like you're not doing any good by being here you're overbearing you need to go back to illinois and leave him alone and let him heal. So she's like, well, I guess I could do that. And then Jeffrey shows up and he sees Linda show up to meet with, uh, with Dr. Wiseman And he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, here's the thing. We started hooking up and banging a little bit. And he's like, you clinical cunt. And I was like, whoa, yes. Like, yeah, I love that.
4: Damn.
1: Like calling her a clinical cunt to her face. And Dr. Wiseman's like, whatever, man. Like, I got that. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> You, know, you fucking asshole Like
2: You know Couldn't what? wait You know Well When did this happen Like I don't remember there When ever Jeffrey being goes To, to like the conference. Yeah Yeah Okay Yeah did Jeffrey, goes so...
0: okay. Jeffrey goes to the hospital Okay hospital to talk to to Wiseman. Yeah He probably it. did
1: So yeah Jeffrey goes to the hospital To talk to Wiseman And Wiseman's talking to him And then all of a sudden Linda shows up And she's like Hey you ready to go He's like yeah Just a second babe And Jeffrey's like What the fuck like, really? Like, this is who you're with? And he's like, well, you know, I gave him a ride home, and then one thing led to another. And he's like, you fucking clinical cunt. <laughs>
0: huh? <laughs> I like,
1: well, yeah, well
2: I, I. My brain seriously must have, like, completely shut down, because all I remember happening when I saw this movie was when he makes the phone call, and, uh, and Dr. Wiseman answers the phone at Linda's place. And then, uh, and then yeah, and then, and then the place burns later. down. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay.
1: So then we cut to Jeffrey travels to the country. That was the level of the engagement country. I
0: was having.
1: So there you go. It's fine. Uh, Jeffrey travels to the country to meet with Melanie Parker. She's a trainer of monkeys that can help quadriplegic patients. She has no monkeys available to assist Alan, but Jeffrey has one to donate. And it's a female, so it's going to be perfect, because you don't want a male, because the males are going to shit everywhere. You want a female that's gonna and want to take care it. of them? Yeah, they yeah, we, them. We, we don't be worth <laughs> a, a motherfucker. We we we, 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 we,
3: yeah, we, uh, it's like yeah, we piss and shit all over the place. Uh, yeah, Are you, that's what that's why the king has put me in the cage every episode.
1: <laughs> every episode, every one. But so. She asks him if it's been experimented on, if there's anything weird. He's like, no, no, it's totally cool. Like, totally... I didn't uh, inject anything in this monkey. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. I
3: have absolutely not injected any human brain cells into this monkey in any way, shape, or form. I promise. Jeffrey is such
1: a fucking little liar. I love Jeffrey. He fucking lies every fucking chance he gets in this movie. He just lies his ass off and just tries to get away with it. So... She says, okay, I'll go over to your friend's house. We'll bring Ella over. So they bring the monkey over. And of course, it's named number six because that's what it's named in you know the lab. But they end up calling it Ella. And Ella is just so cute and just so helpful. And of course, Nurse Hodges is like, fuck this monkey. Like right away, she's like, fuck it. I don't <laughs> care. Like, you know, this fucking monkey sucks. It, it's, it's a, just a fucking, fucking rodent. rodent. It's, it's evil. It's, uh, you know. Uh, it keeps it doesn't
3: like bogey. oh, it's evil
1: so we we cut back to them, bringing in the cage and everything like that, so that way Ella has a place to stay, and then we see that they're gonna set up the wheelchair and the home with voice commands and things like that uh so we see this kind of are they, aren't they kind of thing between Melanie and Alan. But, you know, it's too early to tell because she's just there to kind of help out a little bit. Um, so, but, but in the meantime, we,
3: we see that uh, in the meantime, we see that Alan's mom is fucking loaded because apparently she, she's able to afford all of yep. this top of the line voice activated, <laughs> sh- like electronic voice activated shit throughout the house. You know, not like you know the monkey's gonna go open the door and say like that. You know, he has voice commands to you know, answer the phone, open the windows, open the door, uh, it, like all of the things to do yep. in the house are all run through a central unit.
0: Eleven. Oh,
1: voice command. Six. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I said seven. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> hear the toilet flushing upstairs. Like, God damn it. That's six. That's
0: a seven. I can't, even get,
3: I can't even get upstairs. Why the fuck is there a command for the toilet to flush upstairs?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we see Ella and we see Alan bonding over time, you know, and that was a thing on set is that the monkey – that was called boo that played Ella in the movie had to be in heat when they had scenes between Alan and the monkey, because the monkey had to be really kind of receptive to the actor. So yeah, she had to be in what? heat the entire time. So she had to be on that level so she could uh, bond with, with the actor. So she'd be hugging him and she'd be sitting in his lap and yeah, she had to be in heat the entire time whenever she had interactions oh. with Alan. So that's how you get oh these bonding moments where she's hugging him and things like that. So yeah, that's behind the scenes stuff. Um, but Alan decides he wants to return to law school. So Alan, with a freshly shaved face, courtesy of Melanie, returns to school with Ella assisting him. So during class one day, Ella raises her hand to the professor asking a question. The class laughs. Look at that monkey. It like it's people. Yeah, but actually, Ella has the answer because she knows Alan has the answer. Is that because they're telepathically linked? Yes, they too. We're going to get to that <laughs> because he does have the right answer, and the- Professor's like, oh, good job, whatever, but I don't like your monkey. Like, nobody likes Ella. (laughs) Ella's so adorable. How could you not like her? Um, So Jeffrey decides (laughs) one day he's going to visit, and Alan shows him punch cards that Ella can use to make phone calls. Alan tells Ella to call Jeffrey, and she doesn't because she knows Jeffrey's in the room, so she's not going to do it. So Alan tells him to leave, and then immediately once he's gone, Ella decides to dial up Jeffrey. Jeffrey re-enters as his voicemail kicks in, and we see that Burbage picks up the phone. Uh, What the fuck are you doing in my lab, dude? Like, that's not cool. And so he takes Ella into the uh, kitchen. Wrong
0: number. Uh, Click. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: he's like, hey, Alan, I'm going to take Ella into the kitchen. I'm going to get a beer. You want anything? He's like, no, I'm fine. And then he gives Ella another injection, which angers Ella, and she starts to try to stab him with a chopping blade, as Alan demands to know what's going on. Of course, he doesn't find out what's going on, and then we skip uh, to where we see Jeffrey confronting Burbage and asking why he broke into the lab. And then we also discover that Burbage is a little bit sadistic himself with his lab rat uh, experiments. just so dropping a lab oh, rat yeah. into a, a thing of water and just going, well, see what happens. What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's not science. That's just you being fucking sadistic. He's like, no, 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 it's, it's science. And by the
3: way, yeah, Jeffrey because he
0: uh, yeah, yeah, good
3: But because, because on top of that he's saying like you know when you sit there and put animals where and they're in a situation where you know they are struggling to survive, it you know releases different enzymes in the brain, and that's what he's trying to study yeah. you know that's that's what mm-hmm. he's trying to study but you know
1: it, it, it's <laughs> ludism, you know. <laughs> When he calls him out on this, Burbage turns the tables and asks him about a missing monkey. He's like, "Yeah, I've been doing inventory, and there's a missing monkey." Oh yeah, that one died like ten weeks ago. Uh, I sent all the papers, you know, and have a biopsy done on that monkey. I don't know why you didn't get it. Uh, it's definitely not the one that I've been doing intelligence experiments on. And Burbage is like, "Did you guys no? know?
4: Huh? Did you guys know that Dr. Burbage was Milton in Office Space?" Yeah, we talked about it earlier.
3: Yeah. <laughs> was we fun. talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Yeah,
4: I was, I was dying for, laughing from for, something involving Keith, and I must have missed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay. for five minutes, so you probably blacked out at a certain point. That's fine, because we're going to continue. Uh, so that night, yeah. Hodges and Alan get into a heated <laughs> argument regarding Ella and why the house is such a mess. Hodges shuts off the lights to his room and storms out as her pet her bogey flies in and starts to beat the fuck out of Alan. Fucking, fucking
0: bogey.
3: (laughs) I know. Literally quadriplegic. Sorry, quadriplegic.
0: Who can literally do nothing except go? (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) (etheless) (웃음) ( Umwelt)
2: (sighs) Who the fucking bird.
1: bird? And And Ella Ella is
2: fucking fucking pissed. She's locked in a cage,
1: (laughs) So so she's raging out because she's just you you know a monkey in a cage. You can't get out. Alan knew falls out of the bed, but Hodges saves him from falling, and Alan demands that she get rid of the bird. But Hodges ignores him and storms out to her room. Alan <laughs> later breaks out of the room and know kills that, that bird. Was, was, uh, was the it.
2: principal in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You know, detention for no. you. Detention for you. Sorry. Was he in the show yep. or the movie? Det- the movie. Detention. 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 Remember, he's given the detention slips in the. Uh, oh, okay. uh, yeah, Gymnasium yep. and stuff. Yep.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was thinking about the series for some reason because I forget about that fucking movie because it's so forgettable.
2: Which movie? Buffy
4: no, the Buffy
2: the Vampire Slayer. Dude, it's got Christy Boner in it, bro. Yeah,
4: yeah that movie, movie sucks.
1: Boner. I don't like it. You know, it's, just, it's not for me, but the series is much better. Um,
4: but anyway, not for so,
1: Bogey ends up being killed by Ella and Bogey's body is put into Marion Hodges' slipper. Just like she put a banana peel in it earlier. Finally,
2: fucking died. You know, it's about goddamn (laughs) time. You know, it's only a horror movie. You know, this should be rated PG. Okay, I'm sitting here watching this film now, and I don't think I don't think Bogey dies until like the fucking hour mark. Okay, and it's a parakeet. For God's sake, you don't even watch the parakeet actually die. They try to give you the the surprise, like oh. Something attacked the fucking parakeet. Well, we know it ain't the of fucking pelagic okay? The monkey attacked the parakeet. Show us the monkey killing the fucking thing. You got Tom Savini working on this. You're telling me that yeah. he couldn't come up
0: with some <laughs> yeah. fake...
2: He fu- couldn't get Savros's fucking hairy hands to, like, choke a fake fucking parakeet or something?
3: No, no, no. On, 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 of on top of here, that, place. it's like... It's awesome how we have a note, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie about, you know, no, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this movie. Nothing about parakeets, because that parakeet was fucking limp as shit and still rolling around. You know, that that <laughs> looks like a fresh, dead parakeet. So, you know, with the note at the beginning of the movie, you know, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this movie, but we're not saying we possibly fucked up a parakeet or two. You know, just yeah. like
0: guys know. Uh-huh.
2: Just, yeah, you like, are, just
0: you like might just like my parakeet. Just like my quadriplegic, <laughs> I got a parakeet.
2: I got a, par- I got a parakeet story too. You know, when I was a kid, you know, I had a parakeet in Brooklyn, and. Uh, you know, I don't know, I had it for like a couple of days
0: or parakeet whatever, and I fancied broken. myself
2: to be like the fucking, you know, the parakeet fucking whisperer. You know, I thought this thing was like my best friend. I don't know, I'm like six, seven years old, tops, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring the fucking cage outside because I'm fucking cool like that. I'm going to let my bird like fucking see what the outside is like, you know. not thinking like, wow, the poor fucking thing's stuck in a cage. Like, I can't even experience the outdoors, really. But uh, but then like one of my like little friends or whatever came rolling by, and they're like, oh, cool bird and I'm like yeah well the birds really train very well you know again like I said I only had it for like a few days or whatever so I opened up the fucking cage and wee away flew the fucking parakeet to the fucking trees
0: and I'm just like <laughs> I'm like
2: oh don't worry it's gonna that come back in a few minutes. I'm like the bird's gonna come back don't you worry uh, but no the uh, the parakeet was never seen again <laughs> kind of like my wife
0: So we also mentioned that Jeffrey
1: has chosen another pet monkey in the lab to inject with the serum to see if it'll have the same effect that it's had on Ella. Alan begins to have dreams where he's running around outside in Ella's body. And all while this is happening, Dorothy makes a surprise return to help out her son. Hodges accuses Alan of killing Bogey. He sent Ella to do it. Alan doesn't give a fuck because he's like, you know, I hated that bird and it deserved to fucking die. Go away with your bullshit. So, of course, she does. And then we see Dorothy bathing her son. And he's like, I'm so fucking, God, why do you have to do this? She's like, not like i have never Ooh. seen you naked before, dude. I'm like, you're a quadruple of You can't oh, do it by yourself. Dude. This,
4: this, oh, this man. Has oh, well.
3: oh. oh man. No, that,
1: don't, don't, don't touch that. But, no. But we find <laughs> out that it's been a fucking time jump that we didn't know about. Because we find out that Hodges quit last week. And she's giving him the bath. And it's like, okay, we've had a time jump of a fucking week. In this well, movie, well, no, like, no, no, no. I, I thought no. it was she like she hasn't saying...
2: left yet. She t- she called the mother a week ago, saying that she's gonna leave and get another job. Uh, that's what she, what she's saying there. She's leaving <laughs> now, definitely because to the bird. But no, yeah. I took that yeah. as in she was she was packing up to go. But you know, again, this this woman has been a nasty, miserable bitch from the fucking get go. <laughs> yeah. So the like, you know, they even make the nurse Ratchet, you know, the comment which you know in, yeah. in regard yeah. to that, R.I.P. Louise Fletcher. Uh, she passed away yes. recently. Yeah. Um, so so so, you know, Nurse Ratchet is now up in heaven, making hell for everybody up there. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> and, and I, again, like I said, you know, regular horror movie format. This is a character that needs her comeuppance. Okay, and her comeuppance wasn't Logie yes. getting fucking killed. Okay, the comeuppance needed to be some kind of horrific fucking death for this character, because yeah. she was an unforgivable yep, character. She was just a bitch. Totally a agree. bitch to a man that can't even move.
1: I, yeah, to that point, I totally agree. I was wanting for her to die. Um, we get some deaths, but yeah, her definitely needed to die. You know, Ella needed to kill her somehow, and we didn't get it. She just leaves. Uh, so Alan... Uh, when he's going to bed one night after his mom tucks him in, he sees his hand moving. he's like, my fucking hand moved. And Dorothy's like, no, it didn't. And like, he's just seeing things. He's like, no, I fucking swear to God, it moved. Like, I might not be doing so bad. Um, so he eventually decides that he's convinced that Ella is running around and somehow he's telepathically connected there. So Jeffrey goes into the attic and he's looking around and then he sees that there's a torn screen in the house. And what does he fucking do? He says fucking nothing. Again, I love you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Fucking lying <laughs> and holding things back, yeah. and he's like, "No, everything's fine. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, let mm-hmm. you get out. There's nothing wrong. Everything's cool." Mm. And then Alan tells Jeffrey no. that he had a telepathic link with the monkey. So yeah, no, Jeffrey's yeah. like, fuck you, dude. Not happening. <laughs> you know. It's not yeah, because if anything,
3: like he's also considering this like as, as a weird ass lab experiment himself, and he's like, "Oh, look at you, you smart little thing," you know. And her going out, sneaking out, finding ways out, you know. He wants to see, you know, what she can do, and I, I loved him in this role of yeah. just the, the shady, you know, <laughs> you know, lab technician, if you will, of just figuring out what she can do once. He's done what he's done to her.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he knows and he's hunting it the entire time. Um, But we also have uh, Alan and Melanie going to visit a doctor, Dr. Williams, to kind of get a second opinion on what happened to him. And Dr. Williams tells him, you know, it's kind of a congenital problem. Like Wiseman didn't see it because at the time he was dealing with the effects of the accident. So he didn't see it. Uh, It's possible we could do surgery, but I'm not going to do it unless you could show me that a part of your body can move. So unless it happens, I'm not doing it. So on the way back, Alan is fucking pissed because he's like, fuck Wiseman. Fuck that motherfucker. He didn't see it. He fucked me up. He's the one that made me this way. And then he's like, well, why don't you just see the kind of good thing about it? Like, you know, that there's possibly a way to cure you of this. And he's like, fuck it. I don't care. Wiseman sucks. And she's like, okay, dude, okay. I'm full kind of evil. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: I, I,
3: I, I need some fucking mega death. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, we're we're going to get metal. We're going to get metal real quick because Alan that night has Ella called Wiseman's office, but he isn't there. He's at a cabin owned by Linda, which he has a number two. Ella calls the number of the cabin and Wiseman answers. What in fucking rip, Stanley Gucci. Holy shit. Damn. Dang, pop, pop, pop. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I didn't think you
1: had that kind of thing going on. But, you know, he's got the towel wrapped up. He's got the six-pack. He answers the phone, but the line disconnects. Ella sees Alan's teeth becoming fangs like hers, and he bites his lip, drawing blood. Ella licks off the blood, and that night makes her way to the cabin while she fucking sets it on fire killing Linda and Wiseman to the fucking metal music, you just see that fucking match lit up and holy shit, she's fucking killing both of them in this fucking cabin. Like, you know, so she is destined to become a killer. So after fire Wait, wait okay,
3: so you caught that part too, where it seemed like there were certain moments where it's like actually his teeth were
1: more fanged than others. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. They were definitely monkey fangs, yeah. And that's how Ella saw Okay. Him. Ella saw him as a monkey. Like he's a human, but she saw him as a monkey when he got angry because he would have yeah. his fangs in his
0: there's mouth. Yeah, I mean,
2: you know, there's definitely like a, a weird subtext of like a sexual nature between this monkey and this man. You know, especially from Ella's standpoint. You know, like I, I, I don't see I don't see him looking at her that way as much as I see her looking at him that way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so Alan finds out about the fire from Dorothy. He already knows what happened. He knows that his rage is what activates Ella. So he calls Jeffrey and Ellen to come on over to his house, and he tells Jeffrey to take Ella away. Like, she's connected to me somehow. She's connected to my rage. You need to take her away back to the lab. I don't ever want to see her again. of course, Ella's upset at this. You know, she doesn't want to leave. Like, you know, she's in love with Alan. So when Jeffrey takes her away, she's knocking shit over, and he's like, just don't ever bring her back. So Melanie's like, hey, you know what? You know what you need? You need a getaway. Like, you need to come over to my yes. place for a while.
0: Come oh, yeah. Let's weekend, get it. Let's do it. Oh, let's go. And we can just forget let's about go. what happened. <laughs> so
1: they get to her place, and she has a bed set up for Alan, and she's trying to get him in the bed, and he tries Damn to right kiss him. And, and she's like, no, it's okay. And then she starts unbuttoning her top, and then we are on our way to fucking Oral Town because him being fucking idiot. She has to put her pussy in that mouth so he can eat it, and she has an orgasm while he fucking just chops away.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And, oh, okay. Uh, Romero uh, didn't want this movie. Oh, Romero okay,
1: yeah. Romero was like, dude, here's... no. Romero was like, dude, no, no, I can't do this. Like, that's fucked up. I don't want to do that. And the studio was like, no, you have to. The studio wanted a okay. longer, more explicit sex and Romero was like,
2: no, I'm, no. I can Okay. <laughs>
1: So How much more right? you yeah,
2: yeah, the, the whole movie is G-rated <laughs> except for this sequence. The sequence is why the real. movie came out of nowhere, R-rated, man. I mean, it's yeah. like fucking. Don't just stare at it. Eat it. You know what I mean? Like she's like straight <laughs> up like yeah.
0: yeah. He is riding
2: that fucking that face, man. Too bad he fucking shaved sure the beard. Otherwise, he'd have a flavor saver. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that'll be back. You
1: see those bad. legs? You see hers as? G- yeah. Mm-hmm. She's wet in sweat the Irish time, though, yeah.
3: And, and, it's, and it's just like I, I I'm like I, I'm like well, while I'm watching this, I'm like, am I supposed to be, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Because I'm fucking rolling at this fucking scene. I'm like, oh my god, like it's like because <laughs> again, <laughs> well, no, okay, I, I, I,
0: I, I, your well, point, been, well, again, great your great you your like, like, point, your and shit. <laughs>
2: You know what I mean? So like, uh, he could like, you like stood up but, okay, like but, stand there because, and
0: this. okay, but
2: because that's what the, the,
0: been the been thing I'm
3: going to I'm saying he wrote the screenplay. So he wrote this <laughs> scene. He yeah, his theme. And then he dropped his theme. No, but don't and say this, like, no, no, I'm saying, so don't say, you know, we like, my boy, you know, my boy Romero, you know, he's a Satan, this whole thing, he wrote the screenplay, no. so he wrote I- this fucking shit out, going, okay, so, paraplegic, laying on the bed, can't do shit, quad, okay quad
4: all right, quad, uh, secunder, phlegic, okay, all right, quad, okay,
3: dude. Can't, can't can't do shit. Alright. She's gonna put everything in his mouth he can pussy. So he can fucking do all like seriously, this was like fucking a straight up like a you fusion. No, well George, yeah, he George
2: simply wrote like you know, they go to the place Sexy. and they make love yep. that night. You know, that yep. may have been all that's he exactly wrote. what he did. And then somebody else came in yep. and they were like, well, he, well he's just Uncredited a Uncredited rewrite. His isn't going to work, George. Like, what, what, what <laughs> can he really do? So they were like, I have an idea. Let's make a ride in his fucking face, baby. <laughs>
4: yeah, no, that's exactly-
1: and that's exactly how it happened, Ghoul. He just said, love scene. And they're like, no, you have to do it the right way because he's a quadriplegic. And he's like, huh?
0: You gotta And they're fucking like, you know what you have to me. do?
1: <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll do it, but can I just make it real quick? And they're like, no, dude, you got to make it work. And he's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but I just to get back to the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor, oh, and,
2: poor actress happened poor, poor to do that too, man.
3: Man, and she <laughs> fucking, like, this is where she fucking earned her paycheck.
0: For oh, this yeah. fucking
3: movie, yeah. okay, <K-2-3> it was it was because be. she, she like she was fucking hanging from the equipment and she like that. you know this is supposed to be just like you know this is what we use just to change your fucking shitty underwear and shit like that. I'm gonna sit and hang from this shit. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna sit there and put this pussy right in your fucking face, and you're gonna fucking eat this shit because you know what? You can't do a goddamn thing. You know, <laughs> you know we Oh my god! So this is, is why. <laughs> it. No, wait, wait, no, no. Works, no. Hold on, I'm not done. Okay.
2: Rat <laughs> You know how you got to put the rat in the fucking bucket and it's got to eat its way through. This is what she's <laughs> doing. She's like, look, if you want to live, you better eat this pussy, or you're never gonna breathe again.
3: <laughs>
2: come with me if you
4: want to live.
3: <laughs> yeah, and she, yeah. He, well, he couldn't come at all, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so and it, it's just you know wait, 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 we're not done, man, we're gonna sit there and write all this shit, oh okay, we have literally, we're here. gonna write it no boy, yep, yeah, we got time, oh uh, <laughs> because at the same time, it's like, dude, it's like, yeah, yeah. Just riding on that fucking shit and putting that shit in his face. And it was just so fucking funny because this is where we have the ground. You're forgetting George Romero. Groundbreaking moment. You ought to sit there and put this on the checkbox. This is the only, literally only, quadriplegic sex scene in history.
1: I don't know that that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, no. No about, about quadruplegic sex scenes. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't taken a tally. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, no, because so yeah, we seen things it? like
3: this and born on the 4th of July, but we have never actually seen an actual sex scene between a quadruplegic and an able woman in a movie.
1: Well, now we have. It's a monkey shot.
2: I watched, se- I? watched the self-made quadriplegic sex scenes,
0: but, uh,
2: it's not not (laughs) as good. It's not as good as you would, you would think it would be. Hmm. (laughs) That makes
1: it sad. (laughs) So anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Alan and Melanie have their fun sex weekend, but we also find out that Jeffrey's back in his lab, believing that the serum may have caused the mental link between Alan and Ella. And as the serum has not had the same side effect in any of the other monkeys, he decides he's going to bring Ella over to where the vials are, and Ella's like, hey, I'll grab it myself. I need my fix, man. And he's like, oh, shit, okay. You know, you're a junkie monkey. You want your fix. Okay, <laughs> you know, we'll give it to you. Uh-huh. You know, like because she, she doesn't have any reaction when he gives it to her. Like, she doesn't scream. She doesn't move. She likes it. So – We also see back at home, Dorothy is none too pleased that her grown-ass son probably had some sort of dirty sex with Melanie over the weekend, What she fucking did. Go, Alan, go. You had a fun weekend. Um,
0: Yeah. Hi,
1: Mom. (laughs) Jeffrey finds out that Bremitz has stolen them. Yeah. I'm back. I had fun. I ate a girl out for like an hour. It was great. (laughs) Mommy, wants some milk? So Jeffrey <laughs> discovers that Burbage has stolen the vials of serum from his lab, but discovers one that he didn't take. Jeffrey decides he's going to take the remaining vial of serum for himself and injects it. He wants to have that mental contact with Ella that Alan had with her. But back at home, Alan tries to make up for his recent negative attitude with his mom, Dorothy, and then we cut back to the lab where Jeffrey passes out, having a vision in Ella's body, running from the lab, and heading back to Alan's home. and flash, monkey jump. <laughs> I just love how they paused it. They have the lightning flash, and then Ella jumping, you know, to the house. So as Ellen is being bathed by Dorothy, he realizes Ella's in the house. He tells her that Ella is pulling the rage out of him and begs her not to anger him because he can't control it. Melanie calls, but Dorothy tells her to call oh, back
3: You won't me when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So Dorothy puts him to bed, and he begs his mother, listen, Ella is here. You have to just lock the door and just try to survive because my rage is out of control, and he just shouts at her, "Mother, mother!" Like you know, and she's like, "You know what? I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, motherfucker!" And then she just beats the fuck out of him, like she slaps him and then starts going on a slap fight with him. He's like, "Ow, ow, ow!" He's like, "That's what you get. That's what you get, motherfucker!" Like you know, <laughs> it's like, dude, I loved it seeing her slap the just shit by out of him. Old
0: He's <laughs> still just a, a, still just a <laughs> easy <laughs> <animal>. <laughs> um,
1: So, Dorothy runs from the room as we hear Ella growling outside. In his lab, Jeffrey is attacked by the lab monkeys, which go nuts and tear up his lab. You know that the mad monkey is one of those. He going. He's fucking tearing up that up. Fuck
2: you, Jeffrey. Fuck oh, you, liar.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. g- g- great scene of just madness, you know, and involving the monkeys yeah. and having them go around and doing, doing shenanigans. Yeah, I fucking
1: loved it. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Just Jeffrey he fills up
0: some of poison awesome. uh, Jeffrey fills
1: up some vials of poison And he's Here like, we go I gotta mission. go To Alan's house We have to go back and we have to save him So at Alan's house, Alan begs for Dorothy to lock her doors As we had said But she decides she's going to take a bath instead So she's laying in the bath oh. Knowing oh, over the fact that there's something falling oh, for her Ella shows up and then drops the hairdryer in the tub, electrocuting Dorothy to death. <laughs> so Dorothy is out. Oh, my you God. You see the leg shake, you see the handshake, and it's done. She um, quickly Man. runs back to Alan's room. She's straight Robert.
3: on
2: the bathtub. So fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Jeffrey discovers the tower's off as he enters the house and goes to check on Dorothy. He pulls out one of his poison syringes just in case Ella decides to appear. Entering the bathroom, he discovers Dorothy is dead in the tub. Jeffrey calls Alan into his wheelchair as Alan blames himself for the deaths of his mother, Linda, and Wiseman. And that's when Jeffrey's like, Okay, truth time, truth time. Uh, actually what happened is that Ella is genetically manipulated and then I lied to you. And Alan accuses him of making him a guinea pig for his experiment. Jeffrey's like, dude, like I was only trying to help you. And Alan's like, bullshit. And Ella appears and attacks Jeffrey.
2: She's got a blade! Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> She's got a blade!
1: I'm just waving it around
2: wildly. Like, you know, I love the fact that he just
1: waves it around wildly at everybody. Oh, 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 who wants them? Who wants them?
0: Cut, you know. cut a bitch! Cut a bitch!
1: And Jeffrey runs off and he decides to wash off the blood from his hand. Ella appears once again as he reaches into a pocket for a poison syringe, but Ella runs off before he can inject her with it. The phone starts to ring, but instead of answering it, Ella chews through the wire as much to Alan. Nom, 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 nom. The phone begins to ring in the <laughs> kitchen, Alan makes it to knock it off its cradle, and it's Melanie on the other end. She heard a commotion on the other end and realizes she needs to help him. Jeffrey chases after Ella as Alan tries going after him. Don't do it, just we need to call somebody. But he realizes that the phone is wrapped around one of the wheelchair's legs and he can't move. And Jeffrey looks <laughs> oh on a search the search for Ella. <laughs> She gets the upper hand on Jeffrey real quick and injects him with the poison syringe. Jeffrey stumbles around the house finding Alan, telling him that Ella got him. Alan demands that Jeffrey unhook the phone from his chair. 9-0-9 bottles. Like, 9 bottles. <laughs>
3: <bars. laughs>
1: and he goes into the living room and dies. Alan manages to free yeah. himself using a voice command to open the front door, but Ella comes out the power and shuts the door. No, bitch, we're not done. And he's like, "Oh <laughs> <laughs> Clean, bitches! So, <laughs> <laughs> so Alan tells Ella that she, he's a human and that he, she's not going to outsmart him. He manages to get her to put on some music, but the tape player won't work due to the power being switched off. He tells Ella to turn on the power, but she's like, oh, wait a minute, you motherfucker. Ah, you almost
0: got me! <laughs> yeah! Oh! The I power see back you, see it
1: Oh, goo. <laughs> googly! <laughs> so Alan tries to get the attention of two men outside but they can't hear him due to the thunderstorm going on outside and they end up running off Alan manages to get inside Ella's mind as she runs outside seeing Melanie pull up in her van Melanie's unable to get in the house so she smashes through a window with a rock and immediately gets fucking knocked unconscious by Ella and she discovers Jeff's body
0: Ella's so, <laughs> like bam bitch
1: oh no yeah, you're tricked <laughs> out what are you going to do about it bitch Man, Ella, Ella's like fucking
3: ghetto as shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So Ella tries to set Melanie on fucking fire, but seeing that Melanie's rain till it closed are a problem. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> why is this happening? So she runs over to Alan and then just fucking pisses on him.
2: And he's like, oh, oh now? Now you want to take a piss? And going to dirty fucking girl, you, you dirty, dirty girl.
1: <laughs> and that's when she sees Alan once again grow the monkey teeth, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking tear you apart. I'm gonna eat your fucking heart." And she's like, "But I love you. No, you don't want to do that. Like, but I love you. I, I did all this for you." <laughs> so Ella returns and comes back with one of the poison syringes left by Jeffrey. And she's like, I got this, bitch. And she's just constantly trying to poke Melanie with it. Like, you see it come close to her face. And he's like, oh, shit. Is she going to do it? Rubber, rubber <laughs>
3: hand trying to poke into her face.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Alan manages to get his right hand to move and turns on the tape deck. And then Alan, oh, Ella, Ella reacts yeah. to this. And she's like, oh, my God, this is our song. So she rolls oh, over yeah. to Alan and starts <laughs> hugging him. Strangers in the chance. night. And he bites down, right. and oh, the- They're changing clothing. Oh, dude! Where he's just fucking <laughs> crying the fucking puppet in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and you just see this fucking monkey oh, puppet. I, I, I was like, like this, I was, was like, crying. I was like, I was
0: like crying movie. in this moment. Oh, my yes, God, that I poor agree. moment. I was dying. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's the greatest moment in the movie. I fucking love it. So he eventually twice
0: and snaps her Like this yeah. motherfucker isn't letting
3: up. It's like, oh my god, he is going <laughs> in. <laughs>
1: so, earn that, h i motherfucker.
0: Snapped,
1: <laughs> and Ella's corpse is thrown to the floor, and it's a, it's fine. Like Ellen's dead. Everything's going to be okay. We flash to white, and we see that in the operating room. Doctor Williams is there, and he's putting an incision into Ellen's back. But as he makes the incision. Ella's fucking puppet pops
0: out.
1: Ah! Okay, so we got one last scare. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. That was cool. <laughs> Even though it's clearly a fucking puppet. You mean one scare? The eyes don't move, the mouth doesn't move, but Ella pops out of his back. And it was only a nightmare because Alan wakes up after his surgery, which just happened to be a success, and he's being wheeled out to the van of Melanie's on his own. And then we see Alan stand up at last, optimistic about his future, Uh, There was a a brain operation sequence that happened in the movie that was filmed but never got made. It's in the trailer. Uh, But, yeah, so that is the end of Monkey Shines as we see Alan walking once more, no longer quadriplegic. He was a success. Fuck Wiseman. Rest in Mm -hmm. peace, Ella. So I I, I enjoyed it. But anyway, so next week uh, it is the Med Monkeys pick. We talked about your origin origin story tonight. What are we talking about next week?
3: Well, we're going to spooky season because it is now October, our yeah. month, baby. All right, and yep. some traditions try hard. I mean, you know, it's like I, I try, I, I thought about stomping it down, and then the king talked me out of it. So, fuck it. All right, tradition is tradition. With my picks for Halloween, so yeah, we're gonna do a family-friendly pick next week. All right? Okay. And we are going to sit there and do the movie that the king and the ghoul wanted last, last year. <laughs> it says, So we're going to go The Witches from
2: 1990.
0: Hey! I love it. No,
1: no, no okay.
2: oh. Fun. I love it. I'm into it. Yes.
1: What a way to kick off the, the Halloween season, monkey, with The Witches. Yes. Oh, Angelica Houston. What a fucking movie. have so many memories of The Witches. Thing. <laughs> yes.
3: Exactly. So many memories. This will be so, this wait. will be my first time viewing, so I'm excited to check out this movie. <laughs> really? Like, oh, wow. Dude, okay. Now,
0: now I'm really excited, oh. man.
1: Yeah, I, I've <laughs> seen this movie so many fucking times. Wow! I can't wait to hear a version thoughts on it.
0: <laughs> I've never first seen this. I've
1: seen the witches. You haven't oh, either. Oh my Jesus god, god dude. dude. Negative. This is going to be a great fucking episode next week. <laughs> Got two virgins on the <laughs> show. Oh man, and no I'm, I'm excited. It's so a great sex. Time. No, none of that. No, it's going to be something else. All right. Anyway, uh, Dean, thank you so much for joining us for tonight's episode, and we'll see you back here next week for the witches.
4: Oh yes, why, why, by my, my pleasure, and, and how exciting to kick off the Halloween season with the witches.
1: Excellent. All right, Monkey, it's your pick next week. We're going to be talking about the witches. And we'll see you back here next week.
3: Yep, thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. And as always, thanks for letting me come in your ears. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <It's a monkey's> <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> All
1: right. Yes. Sarah, you <laughs> up? Cool.
2: Uh I can assure everybody out animals nor quadriplegics were harmed during the recording of this episode. And uh, what about paraplegic? They scared, everybody. They <laughs> scared.
0: Their pussies are not broken.
2: He learned
1: the difference between quadriplegic and paraplegic tonight. I'm proud of the monkey. Anyway, as for everybody else, I'm your old pal, the king of horror Andy G. saying thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. And we'll see you back here next week for... The Witches, because it's Halloween season, baby, and that's how we do it on Talking Terror. See you next week.